Welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble. I'm the Dude 79, and joining me always, my esteemed colleague and Halo fanboy, Mr. Fanboy Tone. What's going on, dude? Not a lot. I had to fight this guy to not lead the show with Halo the series. We're keeping it at the back end of the show because he's so excited to talk about it, but I don't want him to burn all the energy up right away. So it took a lot of convincing to get him to hold off until later in the show for us to discuss Halo of the series. Might actually be the dumbest thing you've ever said. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was kind of like He's... a mix of a, a fart and a burp. Jesus Christ, <laughs> you're full of shit. You just puked everywhere. <laughs> Ah, what's Gross. going on in the chat? Well, Crash is lonely. Uh, Tricky's here, so you're not lonely anymore. And hopefully, Brian is. He, Brian's probably just fapping away right now. I yeah, think that's, that's what's going does, on. Yeah. I think that's what's what's really going on over there. <laughs> uh, but yes, here we are. Hey, there we go. Up oh, there, <laughs> Rob. I don't know what that was, man. It was kind of like a not the mac and cheese, dude. It was that burger. That burger I had today from Cody's. That uh, good, huh? Oh it, my! It looked God. exactly like exactly the picture. Like the picture. That was really weird for me, dude. That that blew my mind. Once I got that burger home, and you guys can see it in the Discord. It's in the Food Porn channel. Uh, I ordered that burger and I took a picture of it. It looked exactly like the photo on the menu, which I give them major props for. Because you know, obviously, everywhere you go, you order something and then you get it. And you're like, uh, that's not one to one. This thing is one to one. And somehow, Tone, the smoked bacon burger tastes better than it even looks, dude. It was... Their food is so good. Good as fuck. If you're in this Tri-City area, head over to Cody's Landing and get the smoked bacon burger. If it wasn't frowned upon, dude, I would have fucked that thing. It was that good. <laughs> we know. And honestly... Oh, I had a cute... Oh, dude, I love Cuban, Cuban sandwich. sandwiches. Yes. Oh, my God. A good old Where'd you get Cuban. it from? Where'd you get it from? Yeah, good old poor Cuban... Um, Cody's food, not only are they always evolving, changing it up, doing different things, bringing it, like whatever they're doing, you can't drive by that place oh, yeah. and ever see it not packed. It's oh, always yeah. it's packed. All, that patio is rocking now. It's getting warmer. Airport Tavern. He trusted an airport Cuban. Respect. That's, I mean, hey, you know what? If I'm hungry, I'm eating a fucking Cuban. I'll, I'll eat chicken. I'll eat fish from an airport restaurant if I'm hungry, you know? Honestly, a lot of times in the airports, they're actually pretty good food. I've never had a bad experience. Crash, that is the hot ticket right now. Got to wait Saginaw. a month. It's too busy. Uh, the mac and cheese joint is open. <laughs> they had a sweet thing. The first 10 people in line. Yeah, get a year free of mac and cheese Free mac there. and cheese free. And they had a line out front. You better believe they had photos up on Facebook. Oh, the they had fuckers. a line out front for the mac and cheese joint. Um, yeah, I, I Dude, I went to the menu. They have a Cuban mac and cheese. They have like like sandwich. They make sandwiches with mac and cheese, but then they have a Cuban one. They have a like a a, um, a, a prime rib one. They've got not prime rib, but you know shredded rib. Or, it, it, dude, they have some amazing looking sandwiches on there. Okay, so first of all, mac and cheese is amazing. Like no matter, I mean, there's different types, there's different flavors. So that's where I, want, I got. Here's the question for you: And do you have a preference? Are you more of like the Velveeta style? Or like the the like powdered cheese craft because there are people out there that take that debate really serious. Mm-hmm. I'm a guy. I'll, I'll tell you right now. I prefer. I don't have a preference. I do like both. I will eat both, and I will eat both happily. I don't really have a preference. But some people out there draw a line in that sand. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's. I mean, there's always gonna be a line in the sand. Um, hey, RV. I, I tell you what, dude. 
mac and cheese. There's all type, different types of kinds of mac and cheese. I go with the the Rob Freezy mac and cheese. Oh yeah, with the bacon and the jalapeno, and well, he makes that good that's mac what's and up. cheese. Yeah, uh, but no, I like I like mac and cheese. But not I like it when it's baked, when it's got the crunchies on top, like the crunchy mac and right. cheese on top. I mean, honestly, guy, like you said, man, it can be any mac and cheese. Right. So so you're saying like if it was craft in front of your Velveeta, you would be happy eating either. I don't give a shit. Okay, cool. I'm just checking. I mean, it goes along lobster and mac and cheese. I've had that before, Jay yeah. Hill. That is yeah. phenomenal. I mean, seriously, dude. You can take about just about any meat and throw it in with mac and cheese, and it complements it perfectly. It complements it perfectly. Tricky smoke mac. I want to do smoke mac and cheese. Yeah, you got to do that and have me have some of that. And honestly, I've seen some really good recipes online recently, like on on the reels on Facebook for like smoked mac and cheese. And they don't even like pre-mix it and then put it in there. They put everything in there, and it just like then you just you stir it later kind of thing. Like some crazy shit I've been seeing. I saw one yesterday on TikTok of somebody who had a, a cast iron pan. And they cooked it all on the stove. They cooked a bunch of stuff in the stove, melted the cheese and all yeah. the stuff. And then they put all the macaroni in there. And then they put it in the oven and baked it. Yes. It had bacon on top of it. Dude, it looked incredible, dude. Incredible. And I can tell you, like, there is an art form if you do make your homemade mac and cheese. A lot of people do it. Moms have done it. And it's it's always just, like, melted cheese and, like, macaroni, right? It never really always works. The trick to doing a mac and cheese a lot of times, and I don't know how Freezy does them, and probably guess it's similar, but is making a cheese sauce. Actually making a cheese yeah, sauce cheese is sauce. really important to that as well, too. So Mac and cheese with ribs is awesome. Oh, I mean, yeah, dude, like yeah, I was saying, yeah. man, you can it take like a, any meat will complement mac and cheese pretty good. I mean, it, it was, I don't know. I've never tried, like, chicken and mac and cheese, but I know, like, short rib. Or sure. bacon, or even ham, anything like that, or, or Cubans. That's what I want to do. I want to go there and try their Cuban sandwich. It looks like it's on Texas toast, so it's grilled, it's crunchy toast, and then it's just covered in mac and cheese, and then whatever whatever fucking type of meat you want on it, and it looks really good. So I love mac and cheese in the Green Acres Plaza. It's open. A buffalo um, chicken mac. I do. I would eat a buffalo chicken mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob says word barbecue and ma- ma- mac and yep, cheese is I, agree I love some barbecue sauce on some mac yeah, and cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. And somebody, I did see. What else did I see out there? Somebody said something about the mac and cheese. Oh, Tri North's talking about the Cheetos mac and cheese. I've heard about some of these Cheetos mac. And he said it was not good. It looked like, but oh really? Have you seen those? Where like they got the flaming hot Cheetos mac and cheese, and then cuddles at it. Mm-mm. I've heard not good things. Really. No, that's that's like one of the things that I saw um, uh, on TikTok is they made this mac and cheese and then they took um, not it wasn't Cheetos it was like Doritos yeah like, like spicy Doritos and put that on the top that was like the crusty on top of it mm. and then they baked it and so it was like oh man I was like I I'm fucking hungry now dude yeah, <laughs> seriously I can tell. man I want to go over to I love mac and cheese so no that's the plan this weekend I want to try to get over there and and get an order in order ahead and um, go in there man tomorrow uh, on Friday we got another order of uh, Huron fish. Gotta jump back into that. How late do they open till on Fridays? Uh, I think six or, or seven. But you, dude, I had to get my order in on Tuesday to get my Friday pickup. They don't fuck around this time of year during Lent. Oh yeah. Uh, I That's had to the last order week for that too. Yeah, yeah, I had to order that shit on Tuesday to get a six p.m. pickup uh, on Friday. Did you get the walleye ever? No, we went this week. We went with a pound of cod, okay. uh, pound of the catfish, which was amazing. Yeah. And then we got an order of the Cajun shrimp. And then we got those corn nuggets. Those are so good. Yeah, dude. Really, really, really excited to, to just corn mound too. on that all all Friday night. But um, yeah, dude, that burger, the smoked bacon burger from Cody's Landing, is amazing. Well, that wasn't what drew my attention. Was the other one you sent me? 
Oh, the uh, shrimp, uh, the shrimp rat. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, what was? I can't remember what. It, oh, the dra- the flaming dragon shrimp. Yeah, up, I think yeah. it was. What the fuck was that? Yeah, it Look looks that. fucking amazing. Love me some corn. Yes, Brian, I agree. The corn nuggets are really fucking good yeah. at, at Huron Fish. They're really good, really tasty. So <laughs> I, uh, I lived by day. Huron Fish Cup my whole life and never tried it. Crash, you. If you like seafood, dude, they're really like you can't. I mean, you can't go to Red Lobster. It's a joke. Like you're paying for bullshit but yeah here on fish for just general like really any seafood i mean anything you think yeah outside of shrimp and things like that it's a lot of like freshwater fish but mm-hmm. it is top notch let me tell you uh yeah but crash to quote Look tone uh if you live by here on fish company most of your life never tried it that's on you a walleye egg roll that's on you walleye egg rolls are amazing interesting and uh, that's, that's why I go. Oh, speaking of, um, um, also Cody's, we ordered that the other night because we were too lazy to cook anything up on, on Saturday. They have uh Southwest, Southwest egg rolls on their menu now with a Southwest ranch. Oh, they had, no, they didn't have those before. They didn't they? have those before. And they're fucking amazing. Which is one of the best appetizers you can get by the oh, way. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I yeah. love me some Southwest egg rolls and they got that good, dude, a Southwest ranch that's got a little bit of heat to it. Mm-hmm. Really good. Really I'm fucking sold. good. I'm sold. All right. So now that I'm fucking starving, let's talk about what we're drinking to, to quench that hunger. Yes. This is a Lager of the Lakes out of Bell's here. It's a Bohemian Pilsner. I, I want to say it's where we've had this before, but half of me also says we don't. But a crisp, crisp as the morning swim in the Great Lakes. This golden lager sparks thoughts of sandy beaches and freshwater islands. It's really cool. It's got the original... Um, map that was drawn out in like the 1800s of Michigan before they actually uh, knew how to draw properly. It looks kind of like a dick, but cool. <laughs> like well, a, maybe a that's a what dick. they were drawing. It does look like a dick. Wow. Yeah, check that out. Looks like a donger. No wonder you picked them up. You know, tomato, tomato. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Stuff, no, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's good it's beer. A, it's, a, it's a light, refreshing, very wheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a nice little bite. You can tell it's like a lager, like a pill, like a good made like pilsner in the way. So it's 5%. Stuff. It's got a nice little, it'll keep five? us busy. Nah, it's nothing. It isn't nothing compared to some of the other stuff we have, but 5%, I, I'll pound through mine, and I'm going to want to go to Taco Bell after the show. So do anyways. Uh, it's cool like that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, clean it up, all right? All right, dude. Beer so we got straight. that out of the way. Uh, Tom, quick yeah. reminder, May 4th. May 4th, and we'll also remind you later in the show, I'm sure, too, but May 4th, don't forget, we will be live streaming from Koi's Comics here right in Saginaw, pillar of the area. Uh, 8 p.m. we're targeting here to be able to get in there, talk to Stephen Brandy, talk about their expansion of the store. Uh, Doctor Strange will be seeing with them the following night, talking about that and that hype, and of course, mostly to promote none other than Free Comic Day on May 7th, that Saturday here in town. Lots of things going on, food, music, going from 9 to 7, a lot of things. The first few people in line, big, big prizes. I think first person in line gets like a $250 gift card to the store. man. And I'm telling you, in that store, that's you, you can go a lot of things. You can get one, one big, big thing. thing. <laughs> they got some crazy shit up in there. So yeah, yeah, two fifty will go a mm-hmm. long ways or a short way, real quick. Right, but right. really excited and as always, very thankful and humble to be able to have this opportunity. It's something that I've been wanting to do for a while, uh, and I think it's going to be a good time as well too, just to sit there and talk with both Steve and Brandy. But uh, uh, if you haven't been to a free comic day ever, or maybe you have in the past, haven't had a chance. Now is a good time to get out there to your local comic book store, even if you're not in our area, and go support, get some free comics, and uh, spend some money in your local area. It's going to be pretty dope. Yeah. Um, no, Crash is right. Man. It's going to be a dope week, dude. That's going to be a, a wild week. nuts week. Crash, you, me, and Prime are going on that, that Thursday to see 
Doctor Strange. We got tickets before the madness of going online and getting them, thanks to Koi's yep. and their deal with Imagine. So we're really excited about that as well, too. But, yeah, it's going to be a fucking crazy-ass week. Yeah, man. Ain't a lie. We're going to see Multiverse of Madness, dude. Yeah, I, I, dude, did you? So we, you sent me that earlier about uh, um, the rating on that. Yes, rated PG thirteen for violence and frightening images. Frightening. Sam Raimi. Y'all. Have we ever had a Marvel movie with frightening images in the description? I don't believe so. I can't think of one that says frightening images. And I'm not gonna lie, dude, man. When I watched that trailer, uh, zombie. Uh, the zombie, um, Doctor Strange, the one that's kind of floating there, his face is fucking freaky, dude. Like, yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. And then the other scene where he's flying around screaming and all of a sudden his face is altered, creepy. So, yeah, uh, uh Terps, I'm, uh, I'm ready to get spooked. Mm-hmm. I, too, am ready to get spooked. I'm a fan of horror, and obviously Sam Raimi knows a thing or two about that. Yeah. He knows a couple things. He knows a couple things. He knows a thing or two. Mm-hmm. This shit is about to be bloody. I hope so, man. I hope, I hope, like I said, man, it's Sam Raimi. Don't, 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 you know, don't pull, pull the punches. I just want those, icon- I like what, he's got those iconic, like, camera shots that I love yes. that he used in, like, even, you know, on all the Spider-Mans. That while the, the, the awkward, that the almost, awkardness of yeah, the Yeah, that almost, like, first person as well, too. Yeah. Like, just, just different things that he did, like, the tentacles with Doc Ock and things like that, even in the Spider-Man movies. Dude, they, somebody like, posted an image, or it was a clip of Darkman. Um, on uh, on Twitter, of, old uh, school Darkman film with, with Liam. Uh, yeah, yeah, Liam Neeson. Wasn't yeah, Liam Neeson's yeah. in it. And there's a scene where he uh, wins a prize at the fair, and he's like, "I want the pink elephant." And the guy's like, "No, nah, you crossed the line." And he ends up breaking the guy's fingers. Yeah. But the whole the way the whole scene is shot, it's at you know it's a Sam Raimi yeah. show, you know, and it's just like so good. Funny enough, uh, as a kid, I was obsessed with that series. It's a good movie, man. It was a good movie. Darkman, oh yeah. Darkman was a good movie. And I love that the bad guy in that also played Dr. Giggles. Did you ever see Dr. Giggles? Mm-mm. You never saw Dr. Giggles? Man, that was an iconic movie. It sounds like that? something you tell people to get in your van, dude. <laughs> Want to hang out with Dr. Giggles? <laughs> Morbius frightening for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah Morbius. Right. Oh, no shit on that. Man, that uh, that movie just is just dropping off the radar. I think it dropped like, what was it? It fell like 90, 79%. Dude, from it's hitting records for the wrong reasons. The, all the wrong reasons. So if you out there saying you like it and you're dying on the hill. Man, like like it, 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 it its second weekend run was horrific. I, <laughs> horrific. I, so like, this is real, rare. It's the largest drop ever for a superhero movie, I believe it was. Yeah, I think that I think that's what it is. And and I, I had a cordial conversation with a lot of folks on Facebook, which can be out of you got to be so careful. So you got banned on Facebook for no, how long? No, no, and and like <laughs> some guy was criti- like talking about the movie and doing this and the other, and the, like I was like, no, dude, like this, 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 and this, and everybody's like, yeah, dude, this, this, and this, and everybody's like, when when they're trying to crit- oh, trying to criticize Sam Raimi as well too. Uh, it's, I don't know how that even got brought what? up. Yeah, it was really random, and I went at him about Reaching. the Spider-Man three. It was a whole thing, but uh, it was one of the few times in recent history that I, I felt like I actually had a cordial discourse with people about different views and it actually went swimmingly and nobody was uh attacking personally mm. though clearly the guy was missing chromosomes but. terp said sonic did it again what because sonic 2 buried morbius what did sonic 1 bear was it venom yes i believe it was venom but yeah like <laughs> it's always terp said that because i did see that earlier today uh sonic is responsible for venom. killing off two dc movies now which is fucking hilarious or, or no 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 it was um sony what was that said dc no oh did i say dc um what's a dc film morbius is oh and I, what the fuck i don't even know see that's how bad it is that's how bad it is i thought it was dc for a moment 
But no, um, no, it wasn't that. It was um, Birds of Prey. I think it was Birds of Prey that got um, the one that it buried. Was uh, it Sonic? I think buried Birds of Prey. I don't think it was. Um, I don't think it was Venom. I want to say I saw that it was either it was Birds of Prey. Yeah, I, maybe, well, yeah I don't think maybe it was Venom. Yeah, you're right. I think you're I right. I think it was Birds of Prey, but uh, that's a DC movie I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah Birds. birds okay. Thank you, Terps. Thank you. Um, Clarity. But uh, yeah, this uh, man, that just a, a shit show. <laughs> Trick says, yeah, it's on digital next week. Cool, only for Batman to bury it. So because <laughs> yeah. now Batman, the Batman comes out on Monday. The Batman. It was supposed to come out on Tuesday, but they bumped it up one more day. So on Monday, beginning Monday, HBO Max. You'll be able to watch the Batman. The Batman. The Batman. The, the Batman. Batman. And I advise all of you to fucking watch and it. And if you've seen it once, see it again. And again. And again. So bad it made you think it was DC. It did, Josie. It really did. It was that bad of a movie where I was yeah. like, man, that's DC. Yeah. I, well, I mean, they were doing the face flexing like, you know, um, Momoa was an Aquaman, so <laughs> might as well have been. Fourth yeah. wall breaking. Uh, Brian, I'm already feeling pretty good. You're right. I might be slightly buzzed up already. Um, But uh, you been playing anything, dude? Having a time. Not a fucking moment. I have been playing Lego Star Wars. Skywalker Saga. Take that back. I've been what? My arcade cabinets. You see, you're a fucking liar. You're You've right. been playing your arcade cabinets, which you got all set up downstairs. Yes. Took some photos. I love the photo with all the lights off with the arcades on. Mm-hmm. That was dope. Mm-hmm. How is that working out? How are you liking it? A lot. I've been on the NBA Jam more than Marvel vs. Capcom, I'll be very honest. Really? Mm-hmm. How are you doing against the Mavericks? Fuck the Mavericks. Fuck you, Jamar Mashburn. I hate you. Piece of shit. Fuck you. 20 years later, I still hate you. Aww. You're clutch-ass bullshit. Aww. They, they're working you over pretty hard. Who's Fuck your team me. that you go with to go to talent? Who's, who, who gives you your best opportunity? Uh, I don't know. I actually ended up beating them with the Spurs. I'd say that's a pretty good one to go with. You got some good like downtown for like... Uh, Is Robert Ori on that team? Or is that way before? That was way. Before. Uh, he's in the game. Yeah, I was gonna say he'd be ba- he'd be back. He's there, in the right? game. Uh, the magic aren't too terrible either. If you use like um Horace Grant and like uh um Scott Skiles and Nick Anderson, if you do it right. I forgot about Scott Skiles. I hate I, Nick Anderson's. After losing the playoffs in the nineties, who just goes to go with the Hornets? That's a yeah. The Hornets is a good one too. Uh, NBA hang times on there too, which is actually a little bit better because it's got like I think a better roster of people on the teams but yeah so i've just been hitting sticks who's the pistons who are the pistons on that game Uh, it's got joe dumars on it um i think if you and Lockie, you can get grant hill at some point on there because i believe that yeah in tournament edition he's on there somewhere Mm -hmm. oh man who else is with the joey d it's it's somebody kind of knuckleheaded i can't remember who it is though not james edwards is it Uh, it's no i'm trying to think who i can't think of who it is off hands is it early 90s like early, well, it's mid '90s. So like Grant Hill, I think was what '94. <laughs> was it Eric Montrose? No, <laughs> no, they're not gonna put him on a video Jerry game. Jerry Stackhouse? I think Stackhouse is later. Is he later? Oh, oh, man. Yeah. I think Mark like Terry Mills. Terry, Terry Mills. Mills. I haven't heard Terry Mills in like 25. Don't ever don't, do that again. Don't leave Terry don't Mills do, alone outside. Don't ever man. do that again. Terry Mills. No, I, like I don't. I don't remember who else is on there. You don't play the Pistons on there, even if it's Jody's on your. Was team. Lindsay Hunter? Lindsay Hunter has to be on there, right? If it's got Grant Hill, Lindsay Hunter has to be there. It's a little. A little earlier than that? I think, I think so. He was like 97, I think. I think that was, was. Like, yeah, it was later 90s, I think, Lindsay Hunter. I'm going to come over there and kick the shit out of you at that game. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, man, I've been playing uh, some Lego Star yeah. Wars, Lego Star Skywalker's Wars. Edition. And, dude, this is a big game. <laughs> there's a lot to do in this game. Um, Alan Houston. Man, there's another name. Holy shit. Wasn't Alan Houston, although. Um, good drop, though. Dude, there's a lot to do in this game. Maybe Alan Houston. It's crazy. 
Like I, I, it took me a little bit longer to get to uh, the Phantom Menace because they keep going back to these planets and there are kyber bricks hidden everywhere and there's little puzzles you got to do to solve them. And every time I'm like, okay, I got to get through this mission, I would just start wandering around the area. And you got to switch to different characters who have different abilities to get you access to these different areas. Right. And, dude, it's like playing something like Horizon where you just wander off the beaten path and you're like, okay, now I need to get all 1,100 kyber bricks in this game. There's a lot of kyber bricks in this game. There's a lot of kyber. I think it's over 1,000. And so you're out there trying to find as many as you can in each level. You earn, you earn kyber bricks by, by completing missions. Uh, by completing objectives on these missions, and then you can just wander around the world and try to find the ones that are hidden, completing puzzles. It is addicting as fuck. Uh, crashes. I completed the main stories for all nine movies, and I've completed. That motherfucker's been on vacation for a week. I, I, I believe when he just said he completed the main stories for all nine, I'm like, Jesus Christ! But I forgot he has been off for like ten days. Mm. I think he returns to reality tomorrow, doesn't he? Maybe. Is I it think tomorrow? He said it was tomorrow, or maybe Friday, which isn't a bad time. To plan your vacation. Fuck off, come, cuddles. Come back on a vacation. Friday, because then you're like, oh, cool. I'm done now until Monday. <laughs> right. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, yeah. By the way, I want to rep that B&B brand. Uh, if you head over to our channel or our store page, we have hats now, y'all. Hats. Some hats. Beanies. I ordered one. Hopefully, I get it quick enough, and I'll check it out and see how it is, see what the quality of it is. So if y'all are kind of like holding off on that, I, I, I don't blame you. Uh, and then once we get it, we'll show it on the air, see how it looks. You know, check the quality of it. Steve Mullins typically has pretty good quality stuff, but it's their first time with hats, so we'll see how it looks. I'm pretty just waiting on the G-strings. You're waiting on the G-strings. Crash goes back to work tomorrow. I want to cry. Well, you know what, Crash? No one's making you go back to work. You could literally just wake up and be like, fuck it, I ain't going to work. This isn't Russia, is it? You can just go to work if you want to. Yeah, Beacon and Bridge is probably always hiring down there, man, on 13, so it's all good. <laughs> see? The guy solves problems. That's, That's what, what I'm here he for. Does. That's what he does. I dig it. Yep. Um. So yeah, I've been playing that. It's it's a lot of fun. It, it's a good game, and I love the co-op of it. Even though it's a little restrictive playing cooperatively, but um, it's just it's a fun game to watch kids play. Man, my, my oldest loves it. He he is laughing his ass off at so many scenes. And I love it when he watches. He's like, "That's not what happens." And he just starts laughing, and it's it's hilarious to play the game with him. So I'm glad he's enjoying it. And uh, it's just it plays so much differently than the previous ones with the shooting and the combat. That's crazy. There's there's a combo meter. There's different counters you can do. I mean, it's it's a lot different than every Lego game we played. And before. two, I mean, for one, it's a game that's uh, um, you know a playable level to like you like you know for you something you can actually play and be good at for a change. Well, yeah, since you don't play two, Returnal, you should two, play it as well. You you know, it's a game you may actually beat because you got somebody helping you with it. Wow. So oh, look at him talk all that shit. How's Horizon going? You've been playing way longer than I have. I'm sure you've I'm almost done. I well, I've done uh, okay, cool. a lot anyway, of Anyway, so we are going to move on to our first topic. Beat that in the next Unfortunately, day so Tone can't to. be a part of that topic because he got he chose to get shit-faced all this past weekend <laughs> and didn't get a chance to go see Sonic 2. Watch this bitch in the camera. Ah, where'd we go, Tone? I knew I forgot to check that one. Oh, there we are. Here. There we go. See, oh, you didn't do the Look snap. That magic. You didn't do the snap like you did in the, in the yeah, promo video for G Fuel. The snap. A snap. Uh, all right, dude. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet um, mm -hmm. because you haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil anything for you. Um, I w the only concern I had going into this movie is the fact that it was like 20, 30 minutes longer than the original. Two yeah, hours. Two hours is crazy. Two hours is a long time for any movie that's, you know, I want to say it's not like, you know, it's lighthearted. You know, it's it's breezy. There's a lot of stuff going on, but I mean, it's, it's Sonic. I mean, how much can you really cram into two hours about Sonic? Turns out you can pack a lot in there and it's still really entertaining. Uh, it is a really, really fun uh, movie. 
Uh, there's a lot of great laughs. Jim Carrey continues to just – it's almost like he was destined to play Dr. Robotnik. That's wild. He is just there, – if there's ever an actor in Hollywood who I will always appreciate for always going all in yeah. and, and, and never fading and never phoning it <laughs> in uh, on a role that requires him to just be out of his fucking mind, he's amazing in this movie. He just continues to be awesome as Dr. Robotnik. Uh, the action in this movie is really, really explosive. There's some really big sequences. And guess what, dude? You can figure out what's going on. You can make out everything. It's really good action, and you can keep up with it. The kids had a blast. My wife had a blast. I had a blast. The theater, everyone was laughing, having a good time with it. Um, but, yeah, dude, it's it, – now, now, here's the thing, dude. It, it is a breezy story. Right. And if you sit there for a moment and even try to think about some of the plot devices that they've included to move the story That's forward, a bad idea. you're like, oh, yeah, don't do that. Like, there, there's especially uh, regarding, um, uh, I can't remember his wife's name. Uh, the Blue Hedgehog? No, no, no. The, the wife's name, his, her, the sister that doesn't like um, the guy in the first movie, the, she's getting married. And the whole storyline with her, Rachel, I think her name is Rachel Randall. It's it's really absurd when you think about it, like how they use that to kind of move the story forward, uh, and to justify how they you know bring in the folks from Gun. Um, but yeah, don't don't think about it. Just have a good time. It's a roller coaster. You're sitting there. You go for a ride. You have a blast. You scream. You cry. You laugh. Whatever. And you go home. And that's that's what this movie does really really well. It's just an entertaining movie. Um, the other thing I thought was really interesting, man, and I really liked about this, and I didn't notice it about halfway through. My wife was like, "Do you realize nobody's using guns?" Most of the movie, if there's cops or the gun people, they're all using tasers. And I thought that was really interesting. That's an interesting thing for her to pick up, too. Yeah. I mean, it was really curious to see that. And when she said it, I was like, oh, yeah, they are. And I think that's awesome because you got all the kids in the theater, all these yeah. kids are, and everyone's using tasers. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Now, at the end, when the gun guys show up, they all come fully armed. But even then, I don't think you ever see or hear a gunshot because of something that happens. You don't hear any gunfire. So they're just there again. They have them, but anytime throughout the rest of the early part of the movie, they're all using tasers, which I think is a really cool move because it shows you don't need guns to make action explosive. Right. You know, you've got all this stuff. Now, you know, Dr. Robotnik, some visibilities he unlocks later on are a little, little chaotic, but again, that's because you got to have that big uh, climactic ending. you got to have that. Uh, Josie Wales, uh, electricity is faster than bullets. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> El Paco, Second Amendment, baby. Got to have those guns. Uh, but this movie was a huge success. $71 million over the pe- this weekend. Uh, $13 million more than the original made in its opening weekend. Huge success. What, I wondered, what did this cost to make? Do we know the budget on this? I don't know, but I got to imagine it, it, it probably isn't all that high. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of special effects, but it's, um, you know, where they shoot the movies. They're, you know, it's not a whole lot of stuff. That, it's not like shooting It's all digital, mo- so I mean. Yeah, and it's not shot in like a metropolitan area. It's shot like out in the woods or whatever, but. Uh, Brian said, I need the R cut where Tails gets a bowl in the dome to give Sonic character development. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Or his tail, or Tails, uh, you know, his tails turned into guns. Uh, also, uh, loved Idris Elba as Knuckles. He was amazing as Knuckles. Yeah, like, he's so- really, yeah, really the, good. the commercials made him sound really cool. And Knuckles. I love how Tails is actually voiced by the actual Tails the character. actual Tails character. So cartoon, really, yeah. really good that they had that for the for everything. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it pays respect to the to the the source material. Mm-hmm. You get all the stuff you want as a fan of Sonic. You get all the stuff you want as a kid watching stuff going on on screen. Um, and the uh, the post credit scene is awesome. There's a lot of fan- people who are really excited about that, and rightfully so. Um, you know, unfortunately, we found out that uh, ah. Jim Carrey is uh, announcing he is going to take a break from acting indefinitely. We're mm-hmm. not sure what that means. 
uh, if this is like his full on retirement or if he, he is said just, this might be his thing for a minute. It might be his, and, and that's fine. I mean, I got to imagine Jim Carrey is up there in age, and to again, these types of roles require so much energy. Yeah, like he really is going all out in these roles. So I imagine it, it takes a toll on him, and he needs to take a break. And you know, and I love the fact that the producers in the, of the show said, you know, going forward, there's no way we'll. Do a, a Dr. Robotnik, but that isn't Jim Carrey. Right. We're, we're never going to cast somebody else uh, play uh, as Dr. Robotnik. So it's really, really cool how they said that. But um, yeah, the way that the uh, the way the movie ends with the teaser, tri- uh, the the, the post credits clip, really, really cool. So there's some folks that w- lost their fucking mind in the theater. Like it was really cool. So uh, obviously that sets things up for for Sonic Three. Uh, you guys saw he did. He's down for a Cable Guy too. I hope he does because that commercial was fucking hilarious. Uh, the commercial, the Cable Guy commercial that Jim Carrey did recently where he uh, revisited the character. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that was it's cool It's really, really good. So uh, Tricky, two words. Grow up. Moving on. <laughs> what do you say? So are you good with Sonic as a movie even though he lives with humans but not Halo? Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. I think we're literally comparing apples and oranges with that one, buddy. Wow. Trick. Don't get him started. I'm telling you, man, he's got a lot of glowing things to say about this latest episode. That we would definitely be touching on. But that's all I really want to see about Sonic 2. I'm going to let Tone go see it. Is this potentially Uh-oh. the best video game adaption that we've had in cinema at this point? Uh, I mean, what else is out there to say that? You're talking in movie form. Um, Yeah, in, in movie form. Like, what What else? I mean... Yeah, well, I mean, I was gonna say on TV, you got Halo, you got Witcher, you're gonna have uh, so we TV, seen yeah. Last but, but I mean, TV, you're supposed to be able to flesh things out more, unless you don't, you know, bastardize their own original <laughs> product. But JL says Super Mario Bros. I mean, okay, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a terrible movie. Um, man, I'm trying to think. And now, now, I haven't seen Detective Pikachu. Now, I heard Detective Pikachu is that really, really mo- good. Oh, you haven't had the kids watch I that? Haven't watched it. Yeah, no, D- they're not dude, really Pokemon kids. They're dude, not really you big need into to Pokemon. Watch that movie. That, My son I, is all over Kirby, but he's dude, not a big fan of Pokemon. That that fucking movie's fantastic. I've heard it's really, really. It's good. It's fucking fantastic. I've heard it's really it's, good. It's so I have not seen that, so I can't really say about that. But uh, Blanco, I don't know if over here if it did, but Advent Children. But I mean, you're still. I mean, because I love Advent Children, but that's also still like uh, an entirely CG digital movie, though. Too, I don't know. I can tell you what didn't do well that was fully digital, which was uh, Spirits Within in the 90s. I still want my <laughs> money back for go. that. So, uh, Doom, yeah, I don't feel like – I feel like Doom got uh, – Doom wasn't as terrible as uh, it was made out to be. I think some of the elements of that Doom movie were all right. The original Mortal Kombat movie – 95, yes. Yeah, 95 uh, combat movie is still watchable, I think. Like, it's dated. Annihilation's sure, really bad to watch. Annihilation's bad, but the original is still watchable for sure. Yeah, I, I, I like enjoy, the 95 Mortal Kombat. I still Kombat. enjoy that. But I'm just saying, like, far as making money and, like, how well it's done, I feel like almost Sonic really Dude, might it's really difficult for a video, video game adaptation to both be a commercial a commercial and a critical success. Like, that's that's hard to pull off. Like, I want to say Detective Pikachu was probably the last one that did it, but what was the one recently – Blood um, rain. What was it? No, he just said blood rain. Almost smacked into the. Oh, blood rain. <laughs> uh, Tomb Raider for teenage boys making knuckle babies to. Jo- oh my goodness gracious! Why are you reading that out loud? I can't stop, you, dude. No, they know can, I'm like Ron. No, Burgundy. you can read that out loud. They're like, they perfect. know I'm like Ron. Burgundy. That's a good they, one to read out loud. And I'll read it out loud. Uh, I forgot about WoW. I forgot World of Warcraft had a movie. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I did. Um, it was all right. Yeah, but I mean, I mean in terms of like right now, especially right. like in a series of movies. Yeah, I feel. I mean, I feel like I'm this has saying, the this has the potential to be the biggest like money. That's what I'm saying. For sure. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, if we're looking at like critically acclaimed uh, and also fans and making money, like look, that's the trifecta right there. Like, yeah. 
this seems to be the I mean, one, shit, right? The cinema score that was ninety-seven percent, which is fucking nuts. That is fucking. That nuts. is like insane scores so, for a, for a video game adaptation. And, and you're getting kids involved, families involved, adults, everybody. A little, I mean, remember what happened when they first showed you the first drawing of Sonic, and everybody lost the proverbial <laughs> oh, shit. And then that they changed it, and everybody went and saw that. And was like, this was great. I love the first movie. Mm-hmm. I had a great time. So. Yeah. No, I, I I really like this series. Like I said, you know, it's if you as long as you don't think about stuff. You know, you just go in there and just have a good time with it. It's a lot of fun, and it's engaging, and it's not like it's it's two hours goes by in a flash. Like I said, when you're laughing and the kids are having a good time and there's good action and good stuff, and, and like seriously, uh, what's the guy's name who plays Ben Schwartz? I, always, ben Schwartz? I, I think something like that. I always know him as John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. That's all that matters. <laughs> he's, he continues to just be incredible as Sonic. Mm-hmm. Like he just, yeah. He's awesome. He's hilarious. Yep. Uh, so yeah, definitely worth a watch, you guys. Um, I think it's worth a look, definitely for sure. Kids loved it. Good. You know, it's, I keep forgetting to it's. It's crazy to think that when Sonic first came out is right when COVID blew up, and that was one of the first movies they brought home right away. Remember, it was like I saw it in the theaters, and then yeah, it was yeah, and you're then right. it was like immediately yeah, brought back yeah. into homes for people to watch. I remember my kids were pumped because my that's when Anderson watched, and he was like, that's he was so excited. That was his first time going to the movie theater this past weekend, and dude, it was absolutely worth it. Just Looking over at him when the, when the first, you know how when the when the, the after you get through the trailers yeah. you get that cinedime like the sound where they yeah, play yeah, it yeah. dude he was just in awe it was yeah. just like I, I'm so glad I got to witness this right and then as the movie's playing on man I mean he's locked to the screen it was just like an assault you know when it's your first time as a kid it's an assault on your senses you've never been in an experience like that even though when I'm down here playing games I had True. that volume turned all the way the fuck up because I want that full experience. Absolutely. But, you know, it was wild, man, because the first time I saw it, it was right when COVID hit. And I'm not saying we're, we're, we're through the woods on COVID. It's still a fucking just a total disaster nightmare to, to deal with. But to see the second Sonic in the theater where there's a lot of people around and having a good time, it was fucking, it was kind of like a, yeah. it was it was like we come full circle. Yeah. Like a, so, like, a, like a gold ring. Like a, like a gold ring, baby. So, yes, make sure y'all check it out. It is fucking really, really, really good. Really good movie. All right, Tone, we have a singular trailer to discuss. Singular trailer. Whoa! Uno trailer. Are you playing it already? Where it's going already, You're man. You're new at this. Holy fuck bubble, dude. Dude, it, it, they, dude they just... They just... <laughs> They just keep making fucking awesome trailer after awesome trailer for the show. Every time they release a trailer for the new season, they take some fucking dope-ass 80s. The one my favorite is is the Thriller one when they did Thriller. And now they they bring in Journey for this trailer? Okay, dude, we have a lot of stuff to kind of like break down with this trailer. Some things that stood out. Uh, First of all, shout out fucking Robert England. I completely forgot he was casted this season. And we saw the maestro himself, Freddy Krueger. He's got a role in this season. Uh, there was a lot of stuff going on in this trailer. And, again, it kind of ties back to when Stranger Things started, you know, these guys are like, playing D&D. And a lot of the creatures. Good point, Blanco, actually. What Blanco say? Oh, the show has been a journey. Huh? I see, I see what he does. I mean, yeah, that's kind of. I mean, it's 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 low hanging fruit, but it's, it, he's not wrong. He's I'm, not wrong. I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, I, I, I dig it. I mean, that's my kind of stuff. Uh, but tone. Yeah, um, man. Your thoughts about the show? There's a lot to take in, and like, it's it's a fucking <laughs> great trailer, dude. Dude, I 
I've rewatched at least one through th- three, probably at least I know I've seen season one three times, two probably three and three maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of this series, and I like the people involved in this series are our generation. Mm-hmm. They get everything. They all get the they understand and get it all, and they don't they they don't do it that it's campy. It's no, so weird. It's subtle. Which is all, it's, very it's so subtle. weird. It's just you're living in that moment, and there's a lot of nostalgia. And they know who they're playing to, but. They're still feeding that like young kid. Like my kid's watching. She's fifteen and she's hooked. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's the kind that that they're hooking everybody. These guys that are involved here, whatever they want to do after this series is done, people should just hand them the keys and say, "Do whatever you want to do. You right. got a vision, go with it." Because right. clearly here, you know what we got. And you know, first of all, journey hitting like it did. I mean, just just the way it's just subtly kind of builds and builds. Yep. It never gets to like the full on right. Like like which I think is brilliant, honestly. But. Um, there are so many questions I think we all got because every season they lean into certain other like horror media. There are certain um, uh, villain esques that they lean into as sure. well too, and it all kind of always ends up coming oddly around mm-hmm. to Will just wanting to play D and D. Just wants to play. Just D&D, wants to play D and D. Just wants to play some D and D. And everything gets named and kind of comes from that that uh, that game is D and D. The the character that you see in there at the end. This is the big piece of it for some of us is that. I, I want to say I believe I'm saying it right. Veskna, I want to say I'm saying it right. Seven dungeons Cessna there you out there. Veska. Oh, dungeons yeah, there yeah. he is. He yes, can relate yes. to that. <laughs> and yeah, you definitely can relate to the hat. Um, this is Vecna. 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 I don't know why I throw in the S in there. I was doing that earlier too. Uh, this is a deep lore cut like character in Lich, and so deep in fact that um, if you ever want to see the breakdown of this character, there's plenty of places out there you can read about it as well too. Uh, you know, Ravenloft, etc. in D and D, but uh. This character um, was recently actually pseudo referenced in the Vox Machina show that yes. we watched. Yep. Um, you know his his power that that box that whatever that actual um, uh, uh, that power was. I, I can't remember even remember the thing orb or whatever it was. Uh, piece of his power, and that's just that's not even him. You know what I mean? That's that's a that's a piece of him in some right. way. Uh, and liches, as you know, which are big about liches, is that they're basically undead back to life, but they're super powerful, like mages, or they found so a way to kind of cheat life. Undead back to death. life, and boy, they really focused on Billy at the beginning of that trailer. Why did you just say Machina like that? What do you mean, Machina? What do you want, me? Vox Machina? I don't know. Yeah, Machina, 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 Machina. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, man, when you look at when you said that, it, Anna you know, the yeah. undead. I mean, and again, we see at the beginning she's talking about Billy a lot. I mean, there's a lot of focus on Billy. And there was a lot trailer. of focus on Billy in some of the other se- in season three, I think, wasn't it too? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, let's. Is there a possibility that they have some kind of a connection between Billy and and, and Vecna? Well, that's my question now because we see that uh, Vecna being a lich, something that was dead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Jay Hill just said, "Great, now I know Billy's dead." Going to season two spoilers. Jay Hill, not my problem, dude. If you ain't watched, if you ain't caught up on Stranger Things right now, that's on you, brother. That is on you. I can't help you with that, bro. Continue. Um, you know, so the question is, was yeah, was Billy playing the? I was wondering that too. I was actually going to ask that. That was my next thing. Was that Billy playing? I didn't see guitar. I didn't know. Did he ever really play guitar though? I wasn't sure. I thought it was Meatloaf at first. Truth be told, (laughs) you know, because it looked like they were in hell, upside down, bat out of hell. I saw the bats. I'm trying to put things together here, right? (laughs) But um, that would be sweet, sweet cameo, bro. Um. So I don't I don't think he played guitar. I don't remember that. Maybe he did. I don't know. But you know that's the question. Is 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 that somehow that character? I guess we'll find out, right? Like, um, 
I don't know. It could be. I wouldn't be surprised. But I thought it was interesting again that Robert England is uh, um, blind or yes. something, sewed up blind. I like, think he's some kind of like uh, I don't know if he's like um, a conduit to like what's going on. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, if he's like a medium. Yeah, of some, some sort. Kind of a medium. That's the way that's that I've heard so far. Obviously, I don't know the specifics right. of it, but like he's going to play some kind of a medium or a conduit to what's going on on the uh, on the on the other side mm-hmm. of the upside down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I at the end of the day, I just love um, that this is a another mainstream thing that is leaning, even if it's a little bit or actually quite big into you know kind of the D and D thing again. And that's you know uh, you know Seven Dungeons more than anybody had such an uphill battle with that during the uh, Satanic Panic, and you know even myself when I first started playing it in like '94, like it was just a big deal. My mom's like, Are you, what? like you're doing what? Like it was questionable like hi be careful like what are you talking about like what dungeon says the entire series is a D campaign and Wouldn't i it be think fucking that's... wild dude if the last season the last episode after they defeat whatever is zaps back and they use that de-aging thing and it just mm-hmm. shows them all sitting around they're like great game you guys and just roll and that's that'd the probably trigger up. people personally i think that would trigger people <laughs> you think so oh absolutely <laughs> would it piss you off I don't think I would really care, but I think it would trigger a lot of people. Do you think people. it's too obvious that that would be the route that they take? I just think it would trigger people. I'd be fine with it, too, Like, very imagine honestly. Will still do He's doing the DM process. He's like, man, you guys made it through this this. this right. I think it would be cool. Up. Like, I think I think some of us would appreciate that. Bob would that. be alive. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. uh, but I think that would really trigger people, very honestly. I feel like, because you want, you when you're seeing things like this, you want to use that imagination. You want to believe, like, these are real people going through real well, things. Right. And this you is a documentary. You lose, yeah, you lose you, the hopper you, you, dying. But you I mean, kind of lose. That you know they fucking ruined the Hopper thing because at when they when they released a teaser for trailer four, they, there he is on the fucking thumbnail on YouTube. Well, they ne- they never hit it from any of the trailers. Yeah, I just remember when they're like here because everyone was waiting. When are we gonna get the fucking trailer for right. season four? When are we gonna right. get the teaser? And I mean, literally, you don't even have to hit play, and there's just like. Hopper like going like this. You're just like, oh, okay, really? Yeah, because, because the trailer itself is fucking dope. Because you're watching like, what's going on? Well, there the end Russia? of season three, you didn't know. Yeah, because the end, and then you're watching the trailer, and it's a really dope trailer. Mm-hmm. And then when you see it, the reveal, you're like, oh shit! But then I realize, but you don't get right. that because you're like, oh, we already know he he's in the co- he comes out and goes, it's still fit. <laughs> <laughs> you got that rush, <laughs> that Red Guardian. <laughs> man, that'd be fucking hilarious. That, that's your that's your crossover. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, but yeah, overall, yeah. man, this was a fucking dope trailer. Now, right. it, my understanding of is this a two uh, two parts uh, finale or season? Because my understanding is when I read this correctly, the first half of this I season thought it was supposed to be two pieces. Yeah, drops on May. Is it May twenty seventh? I think it was May. And 27th. I think that had to do again with COVID. I think that that's why we're seeing some of these shows getting split because they're they the, the break it post production, yeah, and everything like that. Yeah, isn't the point of D and D fantasy you get into it? Yeah, I'd say so. You know, like I, I don't know if you're still talking about we're, about the ending or whatever it would be, but um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a. Uh, just generally excited about it, and I, you know, this kind of swept through like a like a phenom with the first season, um, you know, and, and I I don't know that it's ever really not been enjoyable the entire time. Like I've, I've loved every, I've, I've loved, loved every single one of these, and I want this kind of shit to continue. And it's unfortunate that we're probably a four is probably going to be the end of it. But I was going to say, are we at that point, dude? Because we've seen obviously we've seen this. We talked to us multiple times with series, and then we looked at what uh, M Night is doing with the servant. That was supposed yeah. to be six seasons mm-hmm. long, but he said, "Fuck that, we're going to cut it down to four. And now next season is going to be the final season well, of The Servant. Do you think for, I mean, depending on the story and the way it closes up this season, do you think you could still, again, you know, play it out too long? Where it I'm going to guess that if it's if it's not them pulling back from a D&D table, 
that there is going to be it's a bigger universe. There, there will be, there will be a door open somehow. Right. No pun intended. <laughs> but I th- I think that'll be the plan. I think the problem is with Netflix is that they typically they get bored of shit, or if it doesn't hit a certain number, you see. No, they're like, well, season three, we're not doing that after all. I think around three or four is when they get really antsy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like Stranger Things would be like if they if they cut something any short, like say they didn't do a four, mm-hmm. I think people would have fucking rioted. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, or yeah, somebody yeah. else would have picked it up. And again, I think when they're doing these, they never really know where they're going. They they might have like, okay, we can do here's our one season. Here's let's shoot our shot. Oh, we, that was good. Let's do season two. Oh, people and then, really like Squid and then and, let's and do then a second one. You know, right, right. And then maybe season two. And then they're like, well. Oh, this did good again. Oh, well, Netflix says we can do a three. And it's kind of the same thing. Like, you're almost kind of tiptoeing forward. Yeah. So I'm going to guess they probably know that at some point the, the clock's going to tick at the end. And, and you know, that's why they're going to kind of wrap up four. But they will leave, you know, something open for something else, whether it's in the universe or whether that's something down the road they can revisit or whatever it is. So. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously these kids are getting older. I mean, shit, these kids right. are getting older, right. too. So, I mean, how much longer can you can, – because I feel like once you get into the college stuff – I feel like when the when you have that innocence of being in middle school and high school and stuff, uh, rumors are saying the timeline is all leading to Chernobyl. That actually is really interesting and kind of makes sense when you consider it does. all the stuff that they're doing, the Russians involved and stuff like that. That would be really because they could almost turn. What if they turn Chernobyl accident into like some fantasy sci-fi thing as well too? Because wasn't the last one at a power plant? Or no, it was in a facility underneath. But it looked like a power plant facility. Be wild, like in Russia, like oh yeah, let's build. Let, we can build a portal in this I, facility. I've not heard that rumor. That's really a neat Woo! rumor. I'm I'm game for that. Oh, there is a season five listed on IMDb right now. No details. I mean, like a placeholder. You think place card? Uh, you know, yeah, just kind of hold it down just in case. They yeah, because Netflix could say, okay, guys, we're done. I really think it ultimately is going to depend on whether or not, like Netflix, it's not so much about sales. It's just you watch, you see how many people are watching. And then you equate that to subscriptions, like, hey, we have right. this many people tuned in, this many people signed up for a season, and if people are, are, are by and large tuned into it and they keep that subscription, they're gonna be like, man, we gotta keep it going. Do we know what the biggest series is on Netflix? Is it Stranger Things? Oh, dude, we actually had that. When I know we, we talked when about, we talk about Squid Game. Well, Squid, the, Squid Game was the most number one. Okay, okay, but okay. Stranger Things was, I think, was in the top six. I think it was in the top six. That I don't think it was sense. in the top because I remember, if I remember correctly, I was looking at, it, I was like, wow, I thought Stranger Things would be higher. Sure, uh, but I know it has done uh, all of us. That is the big. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, Brian, I, I trust you. Each season is set during a season, and think about the last few seasons and when Chernobyl happened. That's, uh, I mean, it's kind of leading up to that. That's interesting. Uh, Feet's Fear Street was more, I think that was more of a, those were movies more than, than series. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they were an anthology of movies. Yeah, anthology. And I go. think, you know, I do think it is easier to keep, I think it's all a slippery slope, realistically. I, listen, at this point in my life, when you look back at Chucky recently, I'm going to prefer TV series because they're like long fucking movies. Look at the Mandalorian and shit like that, right? Or any of that sort or of Halo, stuff. Halo, yeah. Um, <laughs> just broke his train of thought. Just, he's having a meltdown in his head right now. I, he's so excited to talk about it. Literally, the flux capacitor just fucking <laughs> it's, it's it's out of shit in the back. You got to throw food in the process. Banana peels and yeah, some plastic yeah, bottles. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Jesus Christ! I went to eighty-eight miles per hour like nothing. <laughs> Um, where's 83? It's 88. 88. Right? It's 88, bro. It's 88, yeah, yeah, yeah. 88 miles per yeah, yeah. hour. Anyways, I think series are great because they got that lasting power, but I think it is a slippery slope because, again, say if season two comes out or season three and you want to do another season, but that season didn't do so well and didn't get received well, they're going to pull the cord on you. So, All right. 
Yeah, this is all I know is this is a fucking awesome trailer, uh, and I will watch yeah. this trailer a couple more times this week probably sure. to throw it up because I mean it's fucking Journey, and they just know how to make a fucking trailer for Stranger Things. Yeah, I mean they really do. It's really really good. So we'll be all tuned into this. The first half of the season drops on Jan- or on January May twenty seventh. Exactly, Mackenzie. Exactly. So do you think if it's coming out May twenty seventh and looking at what Ozark has done, Ozark uh, was it three months between the first half and the second half? Mm. So I think a safe bet, say October, probably what they'll do, because typically that's when it comes around is on Halloween, like during those. They like to keep it in the fall for that. I mean, I I know they did that for sure for either season one. Because I mean, this this season, based on what we saw, this looks like they're really diving into the horror elements, like they're really leaning into it. So I mean, I would have to believe the second half of the season's got to come at least August, it's at the earliest. You know, give us three months. I just hear the piano from Journey right now in my head. <laughs> I had that combo about Dune. It was an okay movie, but it was crammed into a lot of short time. I mean, it was still a long movie. <laughs> yeah, it's still a really long. I mean, and they're doing it right. They're not doing, keep in mind, if you're talking about the original, that was just done in one movie. They yeah. can at least flesh it out in, you know, one or two, three movies of what they're doing now. So, I mean, I you know, I really like that movie, but. Yeah, definitely. I like what Jay says, though. I mean, I think that's what everyone believes right now. Series just gives gives it more time for the story to kind of simmer and uh, sure does turn out. So, so are '80s songs just the best option for movie trailers for any movies? You know, I would say '80s, but I mean, you got to look at Nirvana. Was uh, I think that was for uh, the Batman? They used a Nirvana song there. '92. Yeah, I mean, we've seen some. Like, I feel like the '80s, '90s is what they're really leaning into, and then they kind of give it that orchestra vibe mi- remix with it you know they mix it in with some orchestra stuff like a soundtrack and i'm happy with it dude you want to keep remixing 80s and 90s shit for trailers i'm on board that's a hot thing right now that's what they do yeah that and it's a tr- it's the music and then the posters got that 80 in the mm-hmm. 80s like artwork so i mean mm-hmm. i'm i'm living in i'm in heaven right now you know with these trailers and the promotions and the marketing I'm on cloud nine because you're basically reaching into my childhood and saying, here you go, bro. Right. Here you go. Right. Here's all the stuff. Feast that you on like. this, buddy. Because new music eats ass. Come on, dude. Better Man Fleet? Let's unless, go. Okay. Unless you listen to metal. Yeah, I'm just I'm just not. A, are you, you're you a Greta guy, aren't you? No. You're, you're a big fan of that. I respect. You, per, you, per, you prefer Greta over Led Zeppelin, right? No. I respect I respect their hustle, but they're local. I respect that. They've done a lot. Cool. I just, no, I can't get I just it. don't understand the fucking... I mean, look, like you said, that's local and that's great, but, man, I just I can't listen to it. Every time they come out, I'm just like, I gotta turn this shit off. That's what today's musicians do anyway. Hell, Nate, Dog, and Warren G. Rob my man, Michael McDonald. I mean, I, I, I want to see the connection, but if that's true, then that's wild. Michael McDonald? Really? What? What? <laughs> I'm trying to make the connection, Josie. I'm going to allow you a moment to uh, explain yourself on that, because if Nate, Dog... Why, why was it a clear listen black? Listen to I Keep Forgetting. True, Diddy made a, a, a living stealing shit. Do it now. <laughs> Do it now, he says. Listen to Keep Forgetting. Uh, I Keep Forgetting. I don't know if I can play it where people can. No, no, I can't listen to it now because we'll get fucking. We'll probably get clipped for Journey. Probably get tagged for Journey playing. Actually, we probably will, you piece of yeah. shit. Well, hey, you know what? The folks want to watch it. It's slow enough. It might not, though. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We're also talking. I'll listen to it off stream, Michael, and then we'll talk about. Maybe we'll talk about, or not, Michael, Josie. We'll talk about the Discord. Talk about the Discord. Play that shit there. They don't give a shit. Greta Van Fleet just sounds like Zeppelin. I mean, it really does crash every time I hear him. Just like this sounds like a knockoff Zeppelin. (laughs) A B side of Zeppelin. Speaking of '80s, awesome dude. Did you see the trailer for Myth Force? I seen he posted that in the Discord. What is that? It it looks like a fucking. it, It looks like wizards and. Dragon Slayer 80s cartoon, like four player, first person, like 
like fucking paladins or something. Person? Yeah, but like plays like paladins what or something it, like four it, players. Like it's I don't a know. Co- so like a, is it dungeon crawl? Is it play like isometric? Oh, it's first person. Like like Borderlands. Yeah, like Borderlands eighties D and D. That's thank you. I'm trying to spit Holy that out. Shit. Now is that PC only? I'm assuming. I don't think so. Or is it on all platforms? Know. If not, I'll watch that fucking trailer. Oh, it's uh, a really cool platform and it looks fucking cool. I'll get down with that. Blanco, know, we'll I think at the moment it's just PC. Oh, That's oh. typically where I see it's like some of those games start. They start on PC, and then we just yeah, pray to God played. that it comes over to consoles at some point. Oh. Rumor to be consoles. Okay, all oh, right. They want to make money. Greta Van Fleet has one song that's similar to Zeppelin. Meh. Zeppelin has 100 songs that sound like Zeppelin. Amen, brother. I'm a Zeppelin guy. I grew up on Zeppelin because it's all my dad listened to when he got high. All right. <laughs> we have uh, uh oh. Guess what, dude? It's a meme debate time. We got a fucking meme, baby. I did not get the voice thing, so I can't say meme debate. We have a meme debate, you guys. Tone through this one together. He thought it was difficult. I thought it was a joke. But we'll see what y'all have to say. I'm curious to what everyone says here. But uh, you can choose three of these movies. The rest got to go. Horror genre. Let's take a look at your options. Horrors? Horrors. So, you can keep three of these movies. Starting at the top, Wrong Turn, Jeepers Creepers, Saw, Final Destination, Dawn of the Dead. Then you got Mortars, Martyrs, Mortars, <laughs> Martyrs, The Descent, Trick or Treat, uh, Ginger Snaps, Tone's Favorite, Devil's Rejects, Cabin Fever, Freddy vs. Jason, uh, The Abomination That Is Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Reboot, uh, Jennifer's Body, Shaun of the Dead, American Psycho, uh, Friday the 13th remake, Hostel, and The Grudge. Now, this is 2000 to 2010. It's that 10-year yes. decade. Yeah, yeah. Just it's like point a decade. this out. Yeah, it's a decade. So that, that's, that, that's, that's that decade specifically. So if you're thinking, gosh, why isn't this up there? That's why. It's a decade specific here. So to 2010. Let's have everyone let's now, have everyone. Are we doing? Are we doing? Now, are we doing top three? Is that the goal, or are we doing I'm one just, from I'm each not, row? I'm just No, I'm just going top three overall. You're doing top three overall. That's not, the goal. Not per row, just... Uh, Three Top three overall. Off of this list. I'm going to move over All here right. so you can still see my fat ass while we're doing this. I like uh, Cuddles, American Psycho, Freddy vs. Jason, and Saw, maybe. Take your time, y'all. Look at the list. Okay, okay. Some. Uh, there's some, good, there's some okay. good movies in here. There, there are some good movies. There's some mid-movies, and there's some really shit movies that I would never, ever watch again. Uh, but early on, with Crash and Cuddles. Ooh, I like Dungeons. Uh, Dungeons, Grudge, Saw, Trick or Treat. Uh, Crashes, American Psycho, Shaun of the Dead, Freddy vs. Jason, American Psycho, Freddy vs. Jason, and Saw per Cuddles. Uh, Brian Ball. Hey, what's up, Brian? He says Cabin Fever, American Psycho, Final Destination. Uh, Ant House is. Hey, what's up, Ant House Beats? Final Destination, Saw, Freddy vs. Jason. The fact that Korean film Thirst isn't on here is a disappointment. And for that, I'm out. Bye, Blanco. I've only seen seven of these movies. That'll make it easy for you, Josh. Only three of them. I could replace Saw with like four others. Uh, Tricky says Final Destination Saw, Freddy vs. Jason. You guys are all really just kind of like fucking losers. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, because I do agree with American Psycho. I'm going to start off with that. I'm going to say mine first. Uh, American Psycho, I agree with that wholeheartedly. That's an incredible, not so much a horror movie. It's a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. And I really, really enjoy that aspect of it. Christian Bale is just completely unhinged. And he is brilliant in it. Uh, my second pick is... Top one- three, Mackenzie. The second pick is um, is a little bit difficult. I'm not going to go with my last one because the last one nobody is picking, and I'm seriously so fucking pissed at all of you right now. Um, I'm going to go with uh, 
because it's more horror themed, even though I love Shaun of the Dead, I'm going to go with Dawn of the Dead mm. because that is an incredible zombie movie. Um, I absolutely love Dawn of the Dead. Uh, but lastly, and because all of you suck, uh, The Descent uh, is an absolute masterclass horror film uh, that is terrifying. It is incredibly well acted and it is incredibly well directed. It captures the essence of claustrophobia. It, it is just an... It's a psychological, it is a, it's scary as fuck. Uh, the descent is tension. That's, all, the, that's the best word probably to describe it, right? It is, a, it, yeah, it's a lot of tension, tension with some really good scares. Um, and it's, it's incredible, man. Like seriously, uh, the descent, that's what you guys need to do this weekend. Uh, that's your homework. Cause all you guys are, thank you all Blanco. He knows what's up. Um, and dude, now here's the other thing. And I'm going to mention this too, cause we talked about this before the show. Me. Jeepers Creepers is popping up. Jeepers Creepers starts off as one of the best horror movies I had seen in like 20 years. The first like 20 minutes of Jeepers Creepers is incredibly well done. <clears throat> incredibly well mm-hmm. done. And then the ensuing second act is, is decent. And then it kind of ends on a whimper. Even though I love the the the, 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 the creature in the movie, he's terrifying. The last act really kind of struggled. It kind of got a little goofy. But dude... The first two-thirds of that movie, the first two acts, are fucking incredible horror, especially that first like 30, uh, 20, 30 minutes. It's absolutely terrifying and well fucking done. So, yeah, uh, Jeepers Creepers is like an honorable mention, but y'all need to go watch fucking uh, The Descent. Like, seriously, that's your homework assignment for like the next two weeks because next week we won't be doing the show, so well, we have plans for next week. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. But seriously, watch The Fucking Descent. It's fucking awesome. Tone? Go to you, sir. So first of all, I do want to say, Ant House, uh, I, the first Final Destination I watched by myself alone at night <laughs> in the dark. Everybody else was in bed. Terrible idea. And I'm not scary and jumping. This is when I was living out in the country still, like where I'm from. And it gave me the fucking heebie-jeebies, Which yo. One? Final Destination. Oh, yeah. That's creepy. It's a good movie. I So I, I get that. I know a lot of people love them, but after a while, they just got so campy. Stiffler gets um, half his head cut sti- off by yeah, a dude. fucking... <laughs> Dude, all yeah, they were fucking. It was fucking. The airplane, the airplane sequence is fucking, fucking terrifying. Terrifying. Like yes. the way they capture everything in a plane as it's yes. going down. That I was first, like, I think wow. that first movie is actually a really great movie, and I, like, I get it when people like that movie. Um, for me, uh, honestly, Dawn of the Dead is the number one one I'm gonna go to gravitate here. For me, uh, I, you know, oh, can you see those? I'm very, uh, you know, zombie movies have and zombie things have oversaturated the last decade, and it's really hard for me to enjoy them. This was one of those things from that that era before it just got so popular and just felt just so like, um, you know, it still felt very George Romero to me. You know, uh, I love that movie. I could watch that constantly, even to this day. It's aged very well to me, very honestly. So huge, huge fan of that. Um, my second, honestly, is definitely Freddy versus Jason. Mm. I fucking, mm. again, it's another movie I can watch and I have watched over and over and over because it was such a power move to do that you know and while it might not be the scariest on all these uh it definitely some of the camp and some of the things and of course kelly Rowland. hello did that kick off avp or did avp come before freddie versus jason i think avp was after it was after. because i remember because one of those was like oh well hey we did this and then i think freddie versus jason was first i think i don't you guys would check that on me but 
Um, God, those movies are terrible. I actually, I thought the first AVP was okay. The second one is uh, Requiem is fucking awful. It completely takes the entire lore and flips it upside down. I just liked it because I like how they tried to make it work. And obviously, when Lance Hendrickson shows up, I was like, okay, cool, Bishop is back. And you know, there's certain elements that I liked. It's still goofy as fuck, but the second one is an absolute abomination. The first, the second one was terrible. Again, that discussion. Um, but yeah, so I love Freddy versus Jason, uh, big time. And my third one, this was kind of a little bit tougher, and I really because I do love Shaun of the Dead, um, but I don't really feel that fits on this list either because it's comedy yeah. driven. I didn't feel like that fit on the list, but um, with yeah, some, they were back to back years. Um, Freddy came out first. Okay, well there it is. And uh, with careful consideration, while I know not a lot of people are fans of the entire series, and sometimes it's drown, you know, kind of saturated itself i still love the original saw i love gore so saw is my third one on there for me hmm, go with so, saw. is so, there any uh one that you were kind of like man i really want to like this but or that was close like any uh honorable mentions sean was really close honestly i didn't hate the friday the 13th like a lot of people did i actually like i was telling you before i i kind of dug their logistics of explaining how he was getting around you know um camp crystal lake with the tunneling sure. Um, but I understand fully why people just also didn't like that because it took away some of that mysticism. Mm-hmm. But I've always felt like there are certain aspects of Jason's that are mysticism, mm-hmm. but certain things also like never made sense. I felt like that was always a plot hole. Sure. So yeah. to me, that was always a good explanation. You know, outside of everything else, I mean, he, cl- he clearly can handle being drowned for many, many years. But I can't remember the year. But the one movie I was surprised was on this list was The Strangers. I don't know if you ever saw those strangers. Uh, yeah, that creeped the shit out of me. The strangers you, was when they when up, they're dude. in the kitchen and see. Yeah, that shit was fucking when they're scary. Those masks dude, walking fucking around. scary. When, that that whole like when you see them and they're standing in the kitchen. Yeah, dude. That's one. I'm not a jumpy and guy. It, that fucked me. Yeah, dude. Especially like this the, the, and like just the buildup of tension. Like Jesus. when when they're not jumping out and you just see their dude, face in the distance. You're just like, that. are you fucking kidding yeah, me, dude? And, and again, I'm not somebody's like that. Um, uh, actually, Ant House. I don't hate Jason X. It is what it is, and that's I don't think. See, I wouldn't even it. classify that as horror. That is like that's like Shaun of the Dead horror. That, yeah, that that is that is just like camp absurdity. I yeah, mean, he's in yeah. space for Christ's sake. <clears throat> if you look at it from that aspect, it's actually watchable. I actually do like that. I agree with Carlos. Two thousand eight, Strangers. Should yeah, be on Strangers it. should be on the there. Strangers it, would have replaced Dawn of the Dead for at, me. Shaun of the Dead. At or Dawn least. of the Dead. Because I had Dawn of the Dead over Shaun oh, of the Dead. Oh, well, I think over. The, I shouldn't. I think I don't think Shaun of the Dead should be on there. But yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, big big fan of uh, Strangers. So yeah, that's my three though. Uh, I think this was this was a. Uh, Eh, hard list for me to do in some weeks. I don't watch a lot of horror like everybody else, so there's a lot of movies on there I probably haven't seen. Did you like seen. Devil's Rejects? You know, that's probably my only Rob Zombie movie that I liked. That I, was before he butchered. I think that was before he butchered Halloween. I just I I love Rob Zombie, but I can't get in his films. I think I just feel like like it's he's the same just, characters in every. And I feel movie. like it's just trying to be edgy by being like these people are just fucked up going on killing sprees. That. That's not, I want. I need more plot than that. Sorry, like that's my only complaint about. It. And I get why people like them. Mm-hmm. Cabin in the Woods, 2011 for sure. Cabin in the Woods is straight up Eldritch Lovecraft fucking yes. horror, and it's fucking dope as shit. Yep. And it's campy. Yeah, Brian is right. Brian Ball says uh, Wrong Turn is based on Michigan lore. It sure is. I actually like the re- the remake. That Wrong Turn remake that came out. We watched it last year or two years ago. We talked about it on the show. They did that remake of Wrong Turn, and it is actually really fucking good. Did we really watch it? I liked it. I thought it was really good, yeah. I drink a lot, dude. You might have. But I thought the Wrong Turn remake was actually really good. Hmm. It was fucked up. It was really fucked up. Uh, they explore some some interesting themes that they didn't touch on 
Yes, I agree with Blanco. The, the remake was way better. It's really, really, really fucking good. Hmm. It's really worth the watch. Like I said, they explore some themes uh, that are more you know modernized. And, Why am I not remembering that? You were probably fucking drunk, dude. You were fucking drunk. <laughs> dude, I yeah. see Chris. Yeah, her, Julius is just battling Jason on the rooftop in, in Manhattan. He's throwing haymaker after haymaker. He's like, go ahead. Take your best shot. And he fucking knocks his fucking head off one shot. I was like, is this really happening? I just love how it's called Jason Takes Manhattan, and he's literally in Manhattan for 10 minutes. And he's on a boat most of the time. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, on he's a fucking boat crazy. most of the time. And he's, I'm like, man, yeah, I can yeah, see where the yeah. budget was uh, was at. Because like, like, to shoot in New York costs a lot of money, yeah. and he's literally there for like 10 minutes. And most of it probably wasn't even in New York. I think, honestly, the only scene that was New York was when he's sta- standing in Times Square. Yeah, if I yeah, remember correctly, yeah. wasn't reading there a bum it, he deals with too? What's that? A bum he dealt with. I think all that. Sh- I think all that stuff is shot in a different city, in like some alleyway. Maybe, yeah. I'm pretty sure the only New York shot is probably him standing in, in Times Square. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Donnie Darko um, definitely is not horror. I would say Donnie necessarily, a movie, but though. that movie affected the fuck out of me to the point where when I watched that, I rewatched it instantly right after because I was blown away by that. And what I loved about that movie is that it was such a passion project for everybody on that, you know, mm-hmm. that was worked on that, that was part of that cast. And it was just such a unique way of looking at everything. And it had so much mystery and mysticism that it made you talk about it. And you would, that was one of those movies I can remember that friends of mine, we would sit and conversate about that for hours, trying to figure out like exactly certain things sure. or whatever. And then they brought out, brought out the director's cut of that and it took away all that mysticism. And the second one apparently is not very good. I never watched the sequel to it either because it followed his sister. 13 Ghosts is definitely a guilty pleasure. I agree with that. Last movie I want someone to check on really quick that I don't think gets enough love is uh, 1408 with John Cusack. Yes. Where he's stuck in that hotel room at the yes. Dolphin. Is that Stephen King? I don't know if it's Stephen King. All I know is that movie's fucking awesome. Oh, that's fucking dope. Can somebody check on 1408? I want to say that was in the 2000s, and that should have been on this list. That would have made it a lot more. You could have replaced like, most of these movies on this list with 1408 <clears throat> and The Strangers, and it would, have, it would have made it 2008. See? See? 14 o- you were right when you said earlier you should, we, we should have uh, I should have gone through this list. This little bit. Yes. Uh, Brittany, I agree 10,000 1408 is fucking yep. incredible, dude. It yep. is okay, it is a Stephen King Ah, King she would know too. She's also a big fan too. That's right. So Brian's got that as well. Thank Paul you. Paul says great Stephen King. Yep, dude, yep, 1408 yep, is a yep, fucking yep. awesome yeah. awesome fucking movie, dude. Yeah, man. Like it's one of my favorite John like John Cusack obviously the 80s. Yes. Yes. Oh my God! Yeah, twenty eight. Twenty eight days. days later. Holy fuck! Where is yes. that? That's tw- oh my God! This list is fucking trash. This, bro. this list sucks. We're done with the show. Everybody, thanks. Have a good night. We'll he see you in a couple weeks. He picked this fucking list. I should have gone through this. Fuck dude. off! You sent it to me, and I said, "Here, do you want to use this?" <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! You piece of shit! You gave dude, me some twenty eight days later is absolutely this guy's list right here. No, right? it's not it's my it. fucking list. I will show you the message he no, sent me. No, you sent it to me, I'm and you're like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" I'm like, "I don't really know, man. I'm not big into horror." And I would pick this fucking list. And I was like. Hey, that's right. When you said it to me, no, I was like, man, dude, this, is, this is not even fucking I, difficult. I was like, dude, you sent this to me. Shut up. Dude, 28 days later. Yeah, yeah. Dude, this list is trash. Yeah. That's the actual punchline. This was a bit. This wasn't a real thing. Yeah, we just wanted to see if you guys. Uh, would, you guys yeah, so don't you guys horror. can't pick movies. Ha ha. I you went. Bye. Suck, late, later. You guys are see terrible. You. Have a good night. Uh, speaking of sucking, let's move on to our next topic. Oh, Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Have you guys seen The Moss and Horizon Forbidden West? I love when the developer comes in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, the moss is really green. It's really great. All right. Moving on to our next topic. This is probably <laughs> going to be the best topic of the night because uh, this I is where Tone is care. going to express his joy Jesus and Christ. love is this already right now? for all things no. Halo. No. I'm just going to touch on it briefly, and then I'm going to let him take over because I know he has a lot 
he wants to share. But let's talk about Halo of the Series Episode 3. It's, it's Jay McKenzie sending me a picture of his pee-pee that he hasn't watched. It's all green This and is not the photo I wanted to put up on here because Twitch would have taken on a picture uh, of uh, Master Chief's bare ass. We got to look at Cortana instead. Oh, that's Cortana. Weird. I didn't know that. <laughs> hey, it sounded like her. How'd you not know it was her? Cool. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Hail the Series, it's Episode not. 3, Emergence. So, Tone, I think you and I discussed it before the show. Did I we? think at this point, the showrunners are trolling the fuck. They're trolling the fuck out of of, of Because of Episode fans. 1. That's all they're doing. Episode 1, he took off his helmet most mm -hmm. of the show. Yeah. Episode 2, he's not wearing his armor. He's wearing a Snuggie. Fucking <laughs> Lion's Den and Perry. Looks like you picked her on the Lion's Den. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's what I thought too. Oh my god! Oh my god! You can you gotta wash it out though. You can put it in the if you fold her up, you can put her in the dishwasher. We gotta never mind. Anyways, um, <laughs> doesn't matter how Cortana looks. All that matters is what that mouth do. Oh my god! I, I got it, Brian. God damn it! Anyways, anyways, <laughs> uh, so yeah, last week or the week before, he uh, was in his snuggies, and then last week we saw his ass. I mean, we saw Master Chief buck ass naked. Uh, digging something out of his back, which I felt like was probably one of the better parts of this episode. Uh, once he removes the inhibitor chip from his back, and, Butt crack. and he goes around and walks around, and you kind of see Chief um, kind of experiencing things for the first time. You know, oh. there, there's multiple seasons. Mm -hmm. And so, just let me even, like, I, I get it. Like, like, I get it. I know Tone's perspective on this, and I'm, I'm really curious to hear his thoughts on it. But, like, I really liked this episode because, again, it explores a lot of Chief. I don't know Chief like Tone does, I don't know the fucking lore. Uh, but I really, it was a slower episode, but I felt like there was some good exposition. They did a lot of good uh, explaining of things. I liked the way that they explained how Halsey had to create a clone of herself in order to pull the information out of her head to plug it into Cortana. A lot of that stuff was really, really interesting. I thought it was a decent episode. It's probably one of the better episodes of the season. But that is basically my only thoughts on it. Um, there's still some interesting storylines I want them to explore. More. I want to know what Quan's uh, going to do when she gets back to uh, her planet. Um, but Tone, I know you were thrilled by the choices the showrunners have made this episode. It was able to get the show back on track. I want to get your thoughts on episode three. Fuck the show. The end. Wow. Okay. 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 Tone, what, what didn't you like about this episode now? Uh, when it started and then it, when it ended. Oh, jeez. That's the part I liked, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, was when it ended and I got like a, I, you know what I do like about the show to, to be fair, one of my favorite parts of the show so far are the ads that run in the middle. Cause I can get a break. I can take a drink. So you can I can get up my phone. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. I can actually watch the TV instead of looking at my phone. Uh, yeah, I, I, I I'm going to be very honest and blunt with everybody. I can't get into this shit. And it's, it's to the point now where I do feel like we're being trolled. And they're basically going, Hey, you fans out there had a good time last 20 years of this game. Cause he doesn't have a helmet on. Now this episode, he ain't got his arm around. Now this episode, we're seeing his booty. What the fuck are we doing? Like, what is, even if something that they're trying to adapt, okay, they're trying to adapt something that's difficult to do. How have they been able to get away with this shit? And people still going, I like the show. If you've been a fan of the games for so long, I don't get it. Like, and maybe I'm a minority out there in this, and, and that's fine as well, too. I just don't honestly understand any of the appeal. Now, the things you're saying as somebody that doesn't know, as a casual fan or as a, just generically somebody generally just watching it or whatever the words you want to say, because I ain't got a lot of words right now except for I don't want to watch this shit. I can get that. They did try to move that. But, like, certain things, first of all, the AI, like, the whole AI thing I was talking to you about, 
Cortana. First of all, yes, she looks like a fucking sex doll you buy overseas in the back of a magazine. <laughs> Tell me that doesn't look like a sex doll you might put in the washer and get cleaned out before the wife gets home. I'm telling you. And, and you know, I get why they want to go this route of it, but not always is, like, giving some relation to humanization always the right thing. She's supposed to be a fucking AI. And in the game, she's got a blue tint. She does, she does not, she doesn't look skinly. I think this, this looks fucking weird. And matter of fact, I'd be bold enough to say the CG kind of looks like shit. Like it's not, when I saw it, I'm like, this kind of, that's been an issue with the show. That's kind of shitty. Right. And, and what I just, the, the AI direction of going from a live person that you're literally just like, I'm doing this thing. It's a waste of time. It's turning into AI. Like AI is artificial intelligence. It's fucking digital. The entire concept that they're doing this thing makes zero sense. It's 20, 30-something, 300 years above us, mm -hmm. and the best we can do is somehow still have humans involved for creating the AI or, or like, being part of the AI itself. How in the fuck does that even... That's Skynet was better than that, and that was 300 years earlier. Yeah, fuck out of here. It makes, it makes no sense. Yeah. And that's how you're injecting him is in his fucking brain. I, I completely... Again, you're adapting things, but that, to me, like... That's creating like forcing it. Like that's just, forcing. That's creating more drama or more spread out of whatever they're trying to do, like to try and explain this. It doesn't make any sense. Like, here's an idea. Instead of doing that, put his clothes on and have a better fucking story going forward instead of doing dumb little things like this. It's the little things sometimes that matter the most in whatever media you're consuming. And things like this are really gonna alienate the three or four of us like myself out there that are getting pissed with about it. So Whoever's out there enjoying it and watching it, I guess, congratulations. I can't get into it. I think this show is absolutely fucking terrible. I was really trying, especially because I did say that I felt Pablo, because he's playing Chief, has to be a certain demeanor. He doesn't have a lot to work with. He's doing what he can, but I'm sorry, but like we're, we're in the third episode, and the biggest threat in the Covenant's a fucking human. <laughs> it's a fucking yeah. human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are the fucking grunts, by the way? The best part about the Covenant have not even been in the fucking show. Has anybody seen any grunts? Because I haven't. They're also part of the levity of the series. Mm. We haven't seen a single fucking grunt yet. We've seen a hunter. Yeah, we saw its fucking calf. You know, <laughs> but was, that that part was cool. Like the the like the hunt, like the 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 worms and stuff like that. Yeah. That stuff was cool. But like again, I, we're 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 third episode in this show. Mm-hmm. And we've 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 established the fact that the helmet just got thrown away in a trash compactor. The armor apparently is just optional at this point. <laughs> and now we're seeing Master Chief fucking nude. Yeah, dude. I like, feel like they're trolling it. For this people point. out there that are saying that, oh, we need to have the helmet removed because it adds some more robustness to the character it's never had. There is a perspective of me that understands that. There, mm -hmm. there's somewhere in me I, I kind of do get that. I think that. part of it. I'm not sure you I think I really think the point of it is because, based on my experience with Master Chief in the games, he is a, a kind of a one-dimensional character. There's not a whole lot to him. And in order for people to who aren't familiar with that, they have to invest into these characters. Imagine if they did Game of Thrones, where none of the characters had any of the depth. You got to have that depth for a show to keep people engaged. And I think that's what they're doing. But you can still do that, but still cater to the fucking fans by having to have his gear on, getting involved, more action, more, more of the shit that you want to see. You can still do both, but they have completely alienated the fan base in order to bring in the other people. I'm just going to say and that's it, a bad balance. The second Judge Dredd movie is incredible, and Mandalorian did it for two seasons. 
So I don't want to hear any of that. I, to me, I don't want to hear that shit. No, like, that's fine. It's a silent protagonist that if fleshed out and properly written story mm-hmm. who would have paid attention to the games and actually talked about them with 343 instead of two or three creative directors, or you know, made, made him figure I, that I out. I argue on the Mando thing a little bit just because of the relationship between him and Grogu and, and everything that even though he's still wearing his helmet – Again, it goes back to Pedro Pascal just being a really good actor, you know, inside of armor and showing emotion through that armor and his his body language and his interactions with Grogu. Mm-hmm. So you, you get, even though he is Mando and he has his helmet on, you're getting a lot of depth from who he is as a character, the conflict within that he's dealing sure. with. So that part, yeah, that can go on two or three seasons. I don't give a shit, but at least they're respectful to it. I think, again, it come, when it comes to Halo, you got to have some of that stuff to build the character, but I do agree with you. They've gone too far into well, it. Like, they're leaning into it yeah, way too e- much. Yeah, but even what you just said there, you just you answered your own question. If Filoni can write a character that can wear a helmet and get all those, sure. why can't any other actor do the same no. fucking shit? I get it. I get it. Especially for a silent protagonist that is known to be always, and the Spartan just generally 90% of the time don't remove their armor and sure. don't remove their helmets. Now, mm-hmm. Halo 5 kind of changed that and maybe some degree Halo 4, but like and that and that was fine in some way, but like the constant like it's just constant in this show. It doesn't even feel like Halo. Again, if they would have taken out Master Chief and this was a Halo show that took place during the Halo events, maybe you were a different Spartan squad or whatever it was. I can understand. I think that would be a little bit more understanding, and maybe have him sprinkled in more, but keep him more at a distance. Is like, oh, that's badass, Master Chief, but we got to go do this other mission. Sure. Uh, you know, and the Covenant call him the Demon or whatever. This all this stuff, right. like even the memory hop with him, all this stuff. Like they're creating synthetic drama just to create drama, and it's kind of dumb because while it might be needed in some aspects of this, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be targeted so heavily on the Master Chief himself. Sure. And I feel like that's part of the problem because to me it's a disconnect at this point. Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't Halo. This isn't Master Chief. There's elements of it, you know, but it to me this isn't the same product. And I know again you've got to adapt and I but taking liberties and adapting when you completely change the 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 entire thing's DNA, it's not the same thing anymore except for name. Mm-hmm. And that's not enjoyable for me because I was excited about this originally because I was finally, oh, I'm going to see Master Chief in live action doing some fucking yeah, sweet yeah, shit. Yeah. And again, I go back to like the live action trailers uh, for when the, um, you know, the, or the TV spots from Halo 3 came out or Halo 4. And then even um, the beginning scene of Halo 5 when Buck and the Spartans all jump out of the thing sure. and do this. Like, that's fucking dope. Why can't we get shit like this in this? Instead, we're getting fucking sextile Cortana's. <laughs> He's pulling shit out of his ass, and, Master and then and then he's walking in front of his squad, in front of the Silver Team, and she busts out and starts talking to him, and he's acting like he just got caught jerking off in the fucking <laughs> barracks. Master Chief acts like flustered. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, what the fuck is this? Was that before or after he took out his chip though? That was after. So um, there's his emotion. Oh, oh you mean the chip that was added for the TV? Okay, that thing. <laughs> Cool. I'm just saying, yeah, he took out the... Maybe cool. Chief wouldn't have been affected had he had the chip oh. in. But he took the chip out, now he's embarrassed. Got a feeling. Well, cool. maybe the guy that's uh, directing at the showrunner should have actually talked to 343 about the games a little bit more. Cuddle <laughs> uh, says Chief still jerks it, Tone. He finds time. He finds time. Well, clearly, he's got a sex dial now to do it in. <laughs> God, come on. Cortana's really, really good. It's almost like they put people in charge. Funny you, you don't should know say that, 4 Chammer, oh, because yeah, the showrunner didn't talk to 343 about the fucking video games. And anybody that keeps saying that I'm taking it out of context, that's what he fucking said. Read. Yeah, that's a quote. That's the quote. Context or not, he made it sound like it wasn't a priority. I mean, yeah. yes, there were other people there, but the showrunner himself, he decide, makes a lot of the decision what goes on, uh, what heads to the screen, what doesn't. Uh, the YouTube videos of the dude dressed up as Master Chief running around kicking trash cans is pretty good. 
Arby and the Chief is a better uh, Halo rendition than this <laughs> shit, and it's a cartoon on uh, YouTube. Man, I'm not. I'm not sure I've seen someone hate anything as much as Tone when he hates things. Goddamn right. It's passionate, man. It's passion. I'm always at a six or seven. It just depends on what you know. I'm gonna get it cranked up to eleven or twelve. Cuddles makes a great point. Three, four, three didn't talk to Bungie about the video games. Clearly, because since they've had it, they've been you know splitting the fan base. And I like four, but I'm just being realistic. Like hey, it's it split the fan base. Speaking of Halo, no, I'm done with it. Microsoft has brought in certain affinity. A widely regarded independent developer who's helped on other games in the past to start working. Uh, they, what they contracted them to begin work on Halo Infinite uh, content. Tell what does that mean for Halo Infinite? What does what does that mean for 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 somebody like Microsoft to go out and contract? It a shows huge that indie studio to begin working on content. Does that mean three four? I'm I'm gonna assume that they haven't lost all their faith in three four three, but I do think they're at the point where like, look, three four three is still trying to fucking figure out what to do with this game online. When your player they're still base trying to is figure out what to has, do with yeah. the forge, they're yeah, trying to find know. a way to get people in. How the fuck are they supposed to even work on DLC or stuff when they're trying to fix the fucking game? This is a big move by Microsoft, and I think it is very telling about where they're at right now with 343. I just think it shows that 343 is incompetent of handling this product, and they have been pretty much for the most part. So um, I think, yeah, I think that's pretty telling. I think, I mean, there really isn't more to elaborate on that. That kind of says itself, I think, just generally, if you got to bring people in. I do want to go back to some of these comments, though. Uh, 343, I don't think 343 is made up of OG Bungie people. I'm not sure about that. I'm I'm pretty sure. Maybe there might be a few people, but but I think Bungie is Bungie. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Forge said, did anyone ask for a Halo TV series? It's a great property note. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one way to look at it as well, too, I think, and clearly it's not been working out so well for them. I don't know if they were asking for a Halo series, but I think the direction that they're going where they see, you know, the success of Witcher and some Mm -hmm. of these other shows that have made the transition over to TV, Mm-hmm. I think a lot. I mean, you look you look at these publishers. That that's what you would expect. You would expect Microsoft being, hey, let's go to yeah. Halo, and maybe you know, let's go to Gears, and then you got you know Sony with their with their Last of Us coming up. We know that there's a Twisted Metal series coming to Amazon. We know there's a God of War series in the works somewhere. So yeah, this is like the future of them broadening their. They're reach. really trying to bombard of it, but the question is, when we start seeing what Sony's done with some of these other things, like. It already has me. I mean, very honestly, I definitely could be. You know, I'm hoping the PlayStation Studios division of movies or place. I can't remember. They have an actual PlayStation like publishing group that's working on the yeah. movies. Like they're actually working. Like they, they they have experience with movies. But so hopefully it's not the same right. as Sony Pictures. It's PlayStation pub or whatever the fuck it's called. So hopefully they have a better understanding right, of like right. how important it is to reach out to your core fans. And still find a way to bring in other people. Right. Hopefully they have a better, That's and hopefully true. they're watching what's going on with Halo and saying, "Hey, man, take Probably some notes." Probably not. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do want to point out that Red versus Blue is some of the best Halo TV that was out there for many, many years. I do love uh, Rooster Teeth. There, we got some good stuff coming out here. Uh, Josie says, "Tone out there, like Execute Order sixty six, bro. You don't even know. Y'all don't even know right now." Um, but Forge got something out there to reply to Brian. About Brian to- said, uh, "No one asked for The Witcher to be a TV series, and they they knocked it out of the park. Yep. You gotta let them take chances." To which Forge says. If you make a TV series based on a licensed property that no one asked for, it has to be good. Uh, I'm by no means saying I'm the arbiter of what people should and shouldn't make. I don't play the 343 Halo games, and I don't watch the show, so my opinion is just me talking out loud. It has no bearing uh, uh, or relevance. But, no, I agree. I, uh, dude, if you're ba- – it's it's really uh, – when it's a, a, a an established IP, that means there is a fan base. If you have an established IP mm-hmm. like Halo – 
like God of War, like The Last of Us, where there is a huge audience that helped that IP become established. That's where I always stand on that's that. That's who your fucking main target audience should be. Yes, you can tweak the the content so it mm-hmm. brings in other people outside of that core group. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if it's an established IP, you fucking better respect the IP and follow that source material as closely as possible. Mm-hmm. In some in some way, you've got to be able to make sure like you can't you can't like I said you can't change the DNA of the product and it becomes something completely different. You know, the same people that watch Walking Dead the TV series, I can guarantee you a lot of those people did not read the fucking comics that were awesome that came out before it because Robert Kirkman decided to take that zero, as I always say at the end of a check, and change the fucking show. It didn't fucking matter. So, Carl says, I hope when they make the B&B show, they cast Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> fatalities? F- fatalities. There were some fatalities. There, some fatalities. there you go. Some fucking reads, you nerd. I read, baby. All right. Yeah, are you done? Or uh, you I am done. Else? The last thing I want to say about this is I don't want to watch any more of it. I'm only doing this to get riled up on the show. But very honestly, if I could stop watching this, I would be very thankful for that because I could care less about the show. Unfortunately, he will not get his requested White Castle we'll see about sliders that. unless he continues to watch we'll the show. We'll see about so, that. I, I'd rather try a White Castle slider once again instead of watch this shit. He will continue to watch the show because there is a good conversation here because he speaks. It's the same for conversation weekly. No, it no, sucks. No, but I mean, I think the specific details are important. So, Tone, you're going to keep watching the fucking show. Oh, dude, See, I got heard me. Oh, boy, Cuddles. 7D heard me. Deal. Deal. <laughs> next weekend, we won't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 not next week. Getting ready to start book four of the Witcher series right now. Damn, he's a fast reader. He's a reader? Yeah. What's reading? Exactly. What is that? I don't even know what reading is. All right, moving All right, on. Moving Jesus on Christ. to a topic that you want to discuss. Winning time. Yes. Episode six. Yes. And we just found out this week that uh, winning time has been uh, renewed for a season two. So we will get a second season of Winning Time. Now, where this one ends, I'm not sure, but there is a story to tell for sure. You know, if they cut it off at a certain point, there's still a lot to the Lakers regime over the 80s. There's a lot of stuff that they can follow. So depending now, on where this one ends, right. we'll kind of get an idea of where we can expect to go the, the following season. Could Yeah, could they continue from what this this team did, or are they going to jump to another era or dynasty? Of of Ooh. of uh, the, the Lakers, Bulls of the ninety, or are you talking about stick with the Lakers? Well, I don't know. Is that the plan to be with the Lakers? Technically, it's called Winning Time. It's not called Showtime. It's true. You could say Winning Time, the rise of the Bulls. Maybe the we could do the Bad Boys. Oh my God! Can we do That's a Bad Boys? Play? That's what we want. Who would play Bill Lambeer? Um, Who play Zeke? Who play Dumars? Who play uh, Vinny Microwave? Vinny Wade, the Microwave Johnson. Uh, uh, who plays Rodman? Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> Rodman plays Rodman. Man, in the dude, yes. Bring in um, Robin to play Robin. Uh, the Halo review will seem tame by comparison. Man, this might be the best series of the year. Can we do Tone Smashing White Castle and giving a review next week? That would be as long, If I'm not watching Halo, I'll, I'll, I'll try what, some if White you, Castle. If you watch the, last, the next two episodes, because we're not going to do a show next week, if you watch the next two episodes and smash Halo as you're talking about those episodes, you don't have to watch the rest ever again. Okay. We'll be done with Halo forever. We'll see. I think that'd be fucking sweet. I will dro- Wesley Snipes is Rodman. A little old, but I, I'm down. Hey man, with that. he was he had the Robin look in Demolition yeah. Man. He had that hair it's going true. and everything. So I think it's he true. could pull it off. I think he was. I would really yeah, like Wesley true. Snipes as Rodman. I think he could do that. Who would be Bill Lambeer though? That's that's really the catalyst to me. Bill Lambeer. Somebody. I talk. think you know who could play. Um. Uh. That looks like a young Isaiah Thomas. Who? Uh. The guy playing uh, Carlton in uh the Bel Air. 
Ooh. He's got kind of that uh, old school like yeah. he looks kind of looks like Zeke to he me. He could do a Zeke. He could yep, do a Zeke. Yep, Man, I who see the that fuck there. would play Robin? You need somebody tall, right? Um, I kept thinking of like Vince like inter- what's that? No, it's, yeah, there's a Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, <laughs> just laughing. There's <laughs> Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn's uh, tall, motherfucker, dude. I don't know if you ever seen. Yeah, but they can't be that old though. It's yeah, gotta be somebody really like, gotta, like who would play Lamb Beard? Do you do what you do with with Winning Time? Bringing an unknown to play? Uh, you brought in Rob Morgan to, or not? Not Rob. Is it, I mean, I think that's part of the allure of it. The is person that, playing Magic Johnson is never. This is like his first time. Yeah, and he's awesome. He's really fucking good as Magic Johnson. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I just thought uh, Brian Ball said I just thought the same thing, Tom. Yeah, see, the kid from uh, Bel Air. I'm assuming yeah. that's what he means. Um, but okay, so episode six of Winning Time follows the aftermath of uh, um, Jack McKinley's accident, uh, and we really it, it, and you and I agree uh, this is probably one of the uh, this is probably the slowest episode of the season so far. Yes, mainly because it focuses on some more heady themes, like especially dealing with um, what's going on with with, with uh, Paul Westhead, uh, who has to fill in as the interim mm-hmm. coach for the meantime while uh, McKinley's like in a fucking coma. Uh, and so he has always been Jack McKinley's like right hand guy. He's always been the apprentice. He's just he's never been front and center. He's always just kind of been in the shadows, giving the information that Jack needs so he's able to do his thing. He's always just embraced that role of like being the support guy who keeps the mentor going. And with Jack McKinley in a coma, he's all of a sudden thrust into the into the limelight. You're coaching the game against the Nuggets. And he's like in straight panic mode. You know, he, he's freaking out. Like, and, and you can see just how much he's enjoyed having Jack McKinley kind of like leading the charge. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just kind of working with him and learning from him, and he's embraced that role. And so he's dealing with all that. And then he got uh, uh, Jerry Buss with his mom. Now, Jerry Buss, keep in mind, this is the episode where he has to work with a bank to try to get around having to pay the loans that he can't pay. And he goes in with this power play of telling the bank, look, I entrust or I'm, I, I gave ownership of the Lakers to my wife. So you guys can try to like for, you know, what was it? Not bankrupt me, but they want to like get the money that he owes. They're like, you guys can bankrupt me, but you're not, you're not going to get anything. Like right. you got a couple bucks here and there, but I don't own the Lakers. My wife does. And so, you know, he, he wouldn't be responsible for that. But little does he know, as he's making this power play, his mom, played by amazingly by Sally Field, by the way, Sally Field is fucking great as his mom. Uh, she is completely coming undone with some form of like dementia, and she forgets to file that paperwork to transfer the ownership to his ex-wife. And so he's out there just acting like a boss to these bankers, and he doesn't really have his chips in, ready to go yet. Yeah, yeah. And once he realizes that, uh, he has to like put on this facade of like everything is as is and show composure, and like he doesn't have his mom to lean on who's been the – basically the lady running the books all these years. So you got these characters dealing with a lot of stuff, existential stuff outside of basketball. And it's, it's pretty cool to watch it unfold. Like it's, it's more psychological than it is like, you know, about basketball. You know, if there's one thing that I love about this episode in terms of like the basketball side of things, as they showed how uh, Magic Johnson was being courted by all these different shoe uh, makers, you had Converse, you had Puma in the, in the equation, and, and a little-known Nike guy shows up with an offer. And, dude, one of the things they swore <laughs> and they talk about is how uh, Magic, with the offer that he got from Nike, a lot, a lot of the Nike offer was based on stocks and uh-huh. shareholds and, and, and owning stocks in the company. And he was like, no, nah, I'm going to go with Converse. He ends up going with Converse, and they explained that he lost out on $5.2 billion. Had he taken the offer that Nike proposed, little Nike, and he lost out on five point two billion dollars. 
I thought that was fucking nuts. Yeah. Because we know who benefited from Nike shortly after that was Jumpman, Air Michael Jordan himself. <laughs> Your boy, Michael Jordan. Fuck off. Uh, but, I mean, it, it's wild to think, man, that instead of Jumpman, it could have been magic on yeah. the shoes, and that would have been Nike's – that would have been their guy for a long, long time. would have made a lot of money off it. So I thought that was really interesting how they explored that. But, again, this show just continues to uh, – even on the slower episodes, it continues to ride the performances of everybody involved. Everyone is so fucking good. The storylines and the fact that it is – Historically accurate. About- Motherfucker, I'm from Michigan. You want to know what my problem is, MJ? Oh, boy. Come on. Oh, yeah. Get out of here. The guy, yeah. that that trash, that guy that got his dad killed because of his gambling problem, fuck Michael Jordan. How'd he do when he uh, got in- inducted into the Hall of Fame besides trash everybody? The guy's a prick. Brian, you fuck have to understand. Michael we grew up Jordan. With the bad boys, dude. We grew up fuck with the Michael bad Jordan. Boys. Okay, you had your fuck. little. Uh, Jordan was finesse and cute and whatnot when he started out. Whew. The bad boys. Uh, nah, man. They basically they help like groom Jordan. He had to. to bi- nobody talks about the fact he had to build a team to beat everybody else too. So they don't want to talk about LeBron doing that. Well, Michael Jordan did it first. So fuck Michael Jordan. Ooh, oh my gosh! Wow. Fucking. Besides, Cade Cunningham's cut, killing all his rookie shit this year. So Dude, Cade Cunningham finished the season fucking strong. Wotone going straight to one hundred. He, he's out of control, Brittany. He's that's out of control. right. That's right. Well, Michael Jordan just got brought up. My problem. I, easy. <laughs> easy. Dude, but uh, shit. I mean, this is episode six. I believe this season is eight episodes, so we're we're closing to we're coming to the end of the season. We're, we've got two episodes yeah. left, so you know the way they explore things. Obviously, we we know that um you know we've got uh, uh um who's waiting in the wings the uh, the coach um that takes Pat over Pat Riley. Pat Riley. We know at some point he's going to come into play. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's only two episodes left, and so I'm glad. So that makes me think uh, season two is still going to focus on the Lakers because there is so much. I want some. I want some Pat Riley involved. Yeah, I, really I mean, do. you're going to have really to really because I mean, look, at 1980 when those Showtime started, they're, they're still yeah many many this years. Isn't, of yeah, this is a Magic versus Bird yet in the mid 80s. Yeah, so. dude, we haven't even gotten to that point yet. So I mean, that's I feel going to be the drama of season two is going to be the build up of the the Bird and Johnson yeah. rivalry, and you know, it's going to be pretty exciting to see where they go with this show. But yeah, this episode was a little bit slower, but I think it was still very important in terms of like character development and giving you more insight. It's not just about what's going on on the court. It's a lot of shit's going on off the court and the performances and everybody involved it's just a real dude it's an ex, it's an exceptionally well made show dude yeah it's really good and i do it and like somebody had mentioned uh they could possibly do like you know again like jumping around to dynasties like maybe with like Kobe and Shaq or whatever it is but yeah. i i want them to continue with showtime era that's what i that's what made me fall in love with basketball mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite like eras and teams of all time is the showtime lakers i want as much magic johnson and cream that I can get, and where's that Vladi Diva? <laughs> Where where's Vladi? Where's Vladi right now? Um, yeah, no. I no. just want to see AC Green at some point. That's all I want to see. You just want to see? I just say, okay, there you go. <laughs> but you Fair look enough. like AC Green. Fair enough. Fair enough. Don't you call me anymore. All right, all right moving on from Winning Time, we're gonna stick with HBO, uh, a show you and I have been really excited mm-hmm. about. Dropped this past week, and the first three episodes are available now on HBO Max. We won't jump into any, uh, specifics yet, let people get caught up on it, but we'll talk a little bit more in depth in the next episode. But let's talk about Tokyo Vice. Unlike Ghostwire. Uh, body smoking and drinking at halftime. I mean, I'm <laughs> telling you, man, give me that real authentic NBA experience with Showtime, man. It's, mm-hmm. You know, when he says Vladi smoking and drinking at halftime, it reminds me of uh, uh, Jim Leon for the Tigers. And he's always burning cigarettes in between innings. <laughs> just down in, the, down in the tunnel from the dugout. Just always smoking, man. That's always always smoking. About Jim. He didn't give a shit. He's going to smoke a cigarette. Yep. Uh, but, dude, let's talk about Tokyo Vice, man. This is out now on mm-hmm. HBO Max. 
Uh, it follows the career. This is based on a memoir from a, a and I can't remember his name. Adelstein, I believe, is his name. Um, his uh, his experience in Japan. He starts off as this like very uh, aspiring investigative journalist. He goes to Japan. He moves away from the states. He attended uh, Mizzou. Uh, moves away from the states for various reasons, mostly evolving around family. Wants to get away from that and gets involved here, uh, trying to apply for one of the most, like if not the most prestigious, uh, a newspaper in Japan. And um, how much of this is subtitles English? Probably. I mean, it's not a lot. I would say not even a quarter of it. Yeah, if there's, uh, I'll talk about the subtitles because they have, dude. That last, those last two episodes, some of those subtitles were so fast. Like, I mean, it was a blink. I had to go back multiple times and hit pause because it was just the subtitle was removed from the screen so fast. It was really kind of annoying. We just got through uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog with you last week, so I know the reason. Fuck off, man! (laughs) Get out of here. Um, but no, you know, the one thing that, uh, the first thing I want to talk about the show, dude, is like, look, the the first episode, the, the pilot episode, was directed by Michael Mann. And, you know, look, I am a fan of Michael Mann. I love his movies. Uh, obviously, he was one of the creators of Miami Vice back in the 80s. He made the Miami Vice movie, which I really didn't think was all that great compared to the show. But he is responsible for some of the great action movies in the 90s and early 2000s. You know, Heat, Collateral. I mean, the guy knows how to make a, an intense criminal thr- crime thriller, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. And um, he take a lot of what you see him do in Heat and Collateral, he captures the essence of L.A., you, there's so many shots of the city, not just like the panning shots of the city itself, but the nightlife and a lot of the, the culture that goes on in L.A. He conveys a lot of that to the screen in just an effortless motion that gives you a li- an idea of what it's like to be in L.A., a city that literally just never sleeps. There's always something going on. He gives you a sneak peek at the criminal underworld, the things that go on behind the scenes. Like He's just very, very good at conveying the sense of what it's like to live in the city. Uh, the city itself in his movies is a, is, a, is a character. LA. It really is. The way that he conveys all that stuff, it's really important. And to, for him to go over to Tokyo and shoot this there and, 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 and again, capture the essence of Tokyo, you're kind of getting a, an idea of what life is like over there. You get a, I mean, the, the restaurant. I mean, he goes in these restaurants that are really cramped and all that good-ass food. Mm-hmm. You know that's good-ass food. Um, you know, and the restaurants and the lifestyle and the clubs and the way they do things and how things work over there. He does a great job of capturing the essence of look how small. I mean, those apartments. I mean, dude, it's like a it's like a loft. It's like a little little it's a room. closet. It's just yeah. It's uh, he he captures the living style mm-hmm. of what it's like to live in Japan, mm-hmm. and it's just. It's wild, dude. Yeah, there's no murders in Japan. <laughs> that was funny. That, and that's one of the interesting things. Like, you know, he goes over to Japan uh, to be this aspiring journalist, and he finds out right away things work a little bit differently when it comes to news in Japan. Mm-hmm. And the way that the police feed them information and what they expect to be reported, you're not always getting the full story. And and like and Adelstein, like any good aspiring journalist, he wants to give you the story mm-hmm. of what's really going on. But when it comes to the, uh, the Yakuza... You gotta be a little careful because you'll get fucking wiped out real quick. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they really explore a lot of that. Now, this is a slower burn of a show. I think you would yes, agree with that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so there's a lot of character development. There's a lot of stuff going on. You're kind of seeing the ins and outs of how things work based on this memoir. So a lot of this stuff is based on a true, uh, true experience of what it's like to be over there mm-hmm. dealing with the Yakuza and how the police work with them and whatnot. It's really interesting. So it, you're not getting the, the action that you see in like collateral and heat. You're getting a lot of character development early on. Now it needs to pick up because there's only three episodes mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. We're halfway through already, 
But Tone, I want to come over to you really quick. I want to get your thoughts on Tokyo Vice. So this, I know you're big into Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. You've always respected like the you know the East and how things go mm-hmm. over there. What's your take on Tokyo Vice? I, I'm really I, I, I'm really into it. Like I love slow burns. Like, yes. and I'm not saying that people don't. I just know that for me. I like a slow ass burn with some legit character development, and it's definitely a slow burn. I don't think this is going to be something that everybody's going to be able to have patience with. I think there's some stuff coming up. I really feel like I, you, you know, you, like you kind of say, like there's there's a fuse lit somewhere, right? Yes. Something's going to explode, and I definitely the know that is you sl- can tell it's, it's building to that. Building. It's definitely building to that, and um, I really don't have a whole lot of problem with the main actor. I kind of like that. I felt like. Um, that's part of maybe the point of it is because he's kind of I don't want to say square, but like he's he's he's, he's out of place. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of, yeah he definitely he clearly he's out of place, but he's trying to do something. He 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 has he has these big aspirations, and he's it's not the right easy place for him to do that in. Right, and for whatever reason, that's why he's there. He it's wants such to a do cultural that difference. Right, what he's been basically he went to Mizzou. Where he learns all this stuff, yeah. basically based around U.S. media, yeah, and then he goes over to Japan. And it's just a completely yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. So whatever's got him doing this is is got him. He's a driven individual, and sometimes that's not always exciting in storytelling. I feel like because he does have uphill battles and things like that. And again, it's not always the most like flamboyant situations. He's he's trying to do it his own. He, he's a fucking reporter, right? Right. But then you start seeing him sneak around. He's starting to do stuff like investigative reporting. Right. He's starting to do stuff that not everybody does because either they don't care or they're scared or whatever it is. Well, he's really got nothing to lose, I think. Somewhere he doesn't have anything to lose. And I think that's part of what makes that enjoyable. But um, again, of course, Ken Watanabe is involved. So you get excited when you see him on. But um, I'm I'm definitely really a a fan of like Yakuza things. So I'm really curious on where exactly this is going to go. And I I keep, I kept, like I said at the beginning with you, you know, when. The first episode starts up, and you're X amount of time yeah, in, yeah, yeah. and it's it's in the future from where we're at in the series because yep. it jumps back. Mm-hmm. And normally, unless done well, like that that time hop can also be you know a mess as we've seen with recent TV like Boba Fett. But I feel like when he sat down and he got asked that question, lit that cigarette, and he's very, like, he's very calm, he's very, very and almost like demeat, like or, or like has this like presence about him he's out of kind of sticking his chest out a little bit he's not right. intimidated words it's a stark contrast right right from who you got right right him. and he's like basically like yeah i gotta think about that answer or something like that and it's like to to know what you're seeing now know that that's coming i think that's why i'm enjoying this so much because i feel like you're really just kind of seeing this you can see character. this natural progression of the yes. character you're, yeah. you're seeing this growth in this character in a really slow burn so absolutely um, i agree with tricky um but again you know like i don't know this is going to be for everybody if you like slow burning like i'm a, I'm a martin scorsese guy I like a three hour movie. I'm like, I'm ready to sit down and lock in right. and I'm ready for some character development, slow burning and dialogue. So this is really in tune with things that I like. So, um, and I, and I agree with you. Like I said, the, the, this guy, he's not a bad actor by any means. It's just uh, in, in terms of like the story itself, you know, you talk about Tokyo vice. I'm more interested in what's going on on the Yakuza side of things. You know what I'm saying? I want to see what's going on. And every time mm-hmm. that's when, when Ken Watanabe shows up, and he brings that gravitas that he always has. He just whenever he shows up on scene in just about any movie, everyone just kind of perks up like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Ken's gonna fucking take over. He starts chewing up the scenes. Yeah. He starts carrying scenes, yeah. and then also he's exploring his character is more into the mystery of what's going on between the police and the the Yakuza families that are involved there and everything that's going on between them. And he's kind of like that bridge between both sides, keeps the peace. There's like a little give and take. Like, hey, look, we're going to bust you on this ship, but then we'll take care of him on this stuff. I mean, his role is really important because you're seeing 
just how much give and take there are with the authorities and the Yakuza families. Because the authorities understand the Yakuza families can make right. things very difficult very fast. And clearly, somehow, the Yakuza actually respect him, they where do. you can tell that no, somehow. So, like, we got to learn why. Like, right? Is he right. just because he's a badass what, cop, yeah. or what's, is there more to is it? Is there more to his past? Yeah, like, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm curious about. So, that's what's got me really and excited. And see, those are the gonna... scenes where I'm like, okay, now we've gone from a slow burn to it's slow burn, but it is fucking engaging as fuck. And, like, I, I, I get why they're showing. Edelston's like his rise to the ranks and 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 coping and, and adjusting to the lifestyle there, but it's the it's the it's the scenes with Ken Watanabe, it's the scenes with Rachel mm-hmm. Keller, and with that other I, I, his name escapes me, the guy who plays the the, the, the up and comer, the low ranking guy in the Yakuza, who is kind of like you know it's kind of like is Edelstein. He's trying to find his place. Yeah, it's really it's it's like that dynamic. Like they're like they're both on different they're ends of the spectrum, but they're both kind of doing the same thing, struggling to, to rise up yeah, to the ranks. Yeah, so yeah, I do yeah. like that comparison there. Cool. But we do know in the final episode that you know the young Yakuza guy is like, "Hey, man, this guy's going to give me some leverage on something, or he's going to be you know he's trying to make a move of his own." Mm. And unfortunately, it involves Alstine. So the way the episode ends, uh, it looks pretty fun. Like it's it's really yes. starting to, it's starting to, it's starting to speed up. So I'm really excited to see where this goes next. The next episode drops tomorrow, I believe. At, from this point on, it's one episode every Thursday. We're not going to get the next three episodes tomorrow, but yeah, dude, if you're into movies like Heat and Collateral, where yeah, you might not get the action right away. We do know from the trailer there's going to be some action in this sh- in this show. There is the necessary character development, and a lot of the crime elements are really intriguing. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very deep uh, it's, series. And again, shout out to them for just again capturing the essence of what it's like to be Cuddles. in the criminal underworld over in Japan and yeah. how things are a little bit different than how you know you see things per- portrayed over here. Yeah. So yeah. really dope show. Really digging it. Make sure you check it out. HBO Max. Thursdays, every, every Thursday, a new episode will drop. So, yes. Totally awesome. And now, on to our final topic of the evening. Because today is Wednesday, which means Disney's like, yo, here's Moon Knight episode three. And directed by Mohammed Abed. And, dude, best episode of the season yeah. so far. Yeah. Easily. By and large, the absolute best episode of the season. Continues to. Yeah, it, it continues to grow. It continues to grow. And I think with, with Mohammed at the helm. That's when the show uh, really he's flourishes. Incredible. Like, he he just understands how to capture everything over there, uh, the Egyptian culture and everything. It's really fucking good, dude. This mm-hmm. episode was really yeah. There was a big reveal. Uh, obviously, we talked about last week. You know, are we just going to see these two characters? You know, these two personalities uh, in, in in Mark and Stephen. But at the beginning of this episode. There's some stuff that happens, and all of a sudden we kind of allude to the fact that, oh, we're, we're going to start finding out about somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we won't give away what, what what happens, but there's some interesting stuff there that goes on with the character. But in terms of, like, the action sequences, there are two really, really well done. First of all, I love a fucking good knife fight. Anytime you're fighting with knives, mm-hmm. it's different than fighting with guns. And this episode, there's a really good action sequence leading off with a knife fight. And then to fill what you were kind of hoping to see more of, you want to see more of the suit. You want to see more of the action and the armor, and we get that at the end of the episode. So, I mean, there's a, a, a re- some really good sequences that go on. Mm-hmm. There are some really good character development scenes. And, again, Oscar Isaac continues to fucking showcase his range. This is his best episode of what he's capable of doing. Dude, this was a fucking when dope he episode. Flips, when he finally, for the first time in the series, flips the switch mm-hmm. and goes from one to the other, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about at all? In front, oh, yeah, of, the, oh, yeah. in front of the Jeep where he just flips. Yeah. And I'm like... That was I'm like seamlessly. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, and 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 cuddles. I do want to kind of bring that. I'll bring that up because I I I do want to. 
point that out. Can't be hard because the first two were yawners. <laughs> uh, listen, I first of all, I'm definitely enjoying this this uh, uh, this season in or this this series. I'm a big fan of knife fighting too. Uh, so just to briefly bring this up, uh, there's a martial art called Sayat Kali, which was used in. Um, a movie called The Hunted with um, Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy Lee Jones and, and, and um, I'm a huge fan of that movie, like mm-hmm. a super fan of that movie. So yes, knife fighting is real. When it's done well, it's really exciting. I like, think it's more intense than a gunfight. That's what I was alluding to, Brian. It's just, it's just, it's more intense. It's, yes, it's, it's it requires more skill. It's not as cheap as just aiming a gun and shooting. Like you really have to get in there and right. learn your enemy's moves. Yes. and that's why it's much more intense. For yes, me. and I, I'm the same way. I really enjoy. A good knife fight like that as well too. So that was really exciting to see. But overall, like I'm, I'm of course enjoying the series. But I do feel like it's leaned a lot heavier into hev- heavier, more heavily heavier. into heavier into the uh, uh, the storytelling. So yeah, there there are the potential for folks to feel a little bit like bored in some ways maybe or maybe kind of a yawners but again this is kind of like it reminds me of eternals dude these are this is a character we don't know a whole lot about and there's a lot of stuff they need to a lot do of fo- yeah of like- and a lot of folks do, and you're right and, and and it's different and unique because you're exploring the dispositioned identity disorder so there's a lot there's a lot going on there and it creates a dynamic in storytelling that if done wrong could be really weird and confusing and, and, and offensive and they do it they do it in right. such and a they, way that's they, like wow yeah and, and they really do and and that's what makes it unique and you know, um, I will say that for myself, and I did say this, like part of my problem a little bit with the series is that there hasn't been enough action because this is typically a character that does have a lot of action as well, too. Some good balance in there and, and you know it's there. And so finally, we really got some in this episode, but I definitely been wanting that as more too. now. The reason I've been fine with it is because the story has been, uh, you know, well written for God's sakes, but also because Oscar Isaac is the one involved yeah. in this as well too. So I'm very, you know, he's he's his acting is really compelling or whatever. But um, I think this episode was just it, uh, compared to the other two. Like again, we keep saying it goes forward and keeps getting bigger and better, big reveals and things going on. There's a couple of scenes in there um, involving multiple people. Um, that was just like mind blowing that they even went there. I didn't yeah. expect them to go there, yeah. and they went there. And I can see some people being like, "That's kind of eh, a little." I thought that it was a little incredible. bit. I, I thought, yeah, I was really like, I was scene. really into that scene. Um, but overall, man, I love, I love the this episode, and I just, I want more. I do want more action. I'll be honest, and I got a feeling like it's gonna start ramping up because remember, somebody, somebody out there said, I don't know if it was a producer or whoever, somebody involved somewhere said, "Hey, you know, they kind of mentioned that that mm-hmm. that." You know, they're, it's going to get pretty crazy in a, in a couple episodes more. I think part more. of that has to do with some of the hinting that we got at the beginning of this episode. I yeah. I think that whatever they're hinting at some, is going something, to be what's going to translate some, to the some, Yeah, something's going to be kind of uh, intense, I think, coming up soon. So I'm really excited for that. But, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I want more, and I'm, I'm still glad that they're doing it. I do hope that Oscar Isaac sticks around for a little bit longer God, after yeah, this. He's really um, good. But, he's really good. That scene that you're talking about, he's incredibly awesome. Uh, in the scene with the people, he's yeah. really strong in that scene because of what what, what he what he has to do. But uh, yeah, again, kudos. Th- this goes back again to the director who understands the the culture and the life over there and how to mm-hmm. convey that to the scene and get everyone to kind of like really enjoy. I mean, there's a couple of great shots of what uh, of of over there, and it's um it's just really engaging. Like, it's just really, and I appreciate the attention to detail. That's fair cuddles. And even the, everything from the music to the, to, to the locations that they shoot in. It's just, it's just, man, you get a sense of that culture and it's just, man, that's fucking great. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. I, I love that. And I, I like what, uh, Somebody actually just Josie Wilson said Marvel touching on all cultures, China, Africa, the middle of the East. We're going to get an Australian hero, India. 
been fun to watch. And it really is, man, because you get like these awesome characters. Obviously, Moon Knight is a character I didn't know much about, but I don't know much about Egyptian culture either. So you're kind of getting this just like a new character mm-hmm. in a new setting and really fleshing it out. And I fucking dig that shit, man. Yeah. No. So really, really strong episode. Make sure you check it out. Let us know your thoughts in the chat or in the, uh, in the comments on YouTube or if you're watching on, or listening on, on iTunes mm-hmm. or Spotify. Let us know what you think of Moon Knight so far. But Tone... That is going to do it. That is. It's a nice show, man. That is. So what that means is it's time to do a little bit of promo here. First of all, if you guys are out there and you're enjoying what we're doing, as always, please share us on whatever platform you're on, whether it's video, audio, you know, give us ratings on Spotify, on iTunes. If you see us tweet something out there, you're following us, retweet that. If you see it on Facebook, share that. If you know somebody in the family or a friend that you might like the content that we're talking about, maybe you enjoy it as well too, let them know. You know, that word of mouth is huge for us. You guys have been so great at supporting us, and we really appreciate that. Like we keep telling you, 2022, we want to be our breakout year. We're trying to make some moves clearly locally. We're also looking at something recently trying to do uh, on the Twitter platform. Maybe link up with somebody. We don't know if that'll pay out. But if you get a chance, check out our tweet uh, that we tweeted out, a little clip we did for G Fuel trying to uh, partner up with them. Probably a long fun. probably a long shot, but it was fun to do at the very least, and we've gotten a lot of comments on the video that people enjoyed the video. So, you know, we haven't heard nothing back yet, and we might not, but it was worth uh, shooting the shot, It was shot, fun, right? man. It was fun. Like I said, that's the kind of stuff that is kind of like outside of what we do is like doing little bits and stuff like that. And, you know, we did one with uh, Rohit a while back that a, a lot of people really enjoyed. Yeah. That was a lot yeah, of fun yeah. to do. That bit was amazing. So, so. we did this one for, uh, for G Fuel, and that was a lot of fun. I will definitely check out the Michael McDonald stuff as soon as we're done, Josie. I promise you <laughs> I will check that out for sure um but yeah like tone said man like the, the shares the comments whether you're on youtube the likes the thumbs up on spotify and itunes if you can go over to itunes hit that five star rating write out a quick review that seriously helps us get out in front of so many more people uh people like yourself who enjoy just talking about all things nerddom dude yeah. and seriously huge shout out to everybody who tuned in on friday night for the Fortnite uh for old guys. Man, you guys got you guys put it down hard with the we, screwball dude, and the gaming. I was so fucking hungover on Saturday. That's incredible. It was a really, really fucking yeah. rough day yeah. on Saturday. But uh shout out to uh, the Miz, King Cottles, uh and, and Tricky Region for spending multiple hours just getting <laughs> shit faced, doing shots. And drinking a lot of booze, mm-hmm. playing some no-build Fortnite, which is the best Fortnite. So I am on board for that. Speaking of which, this Friday, I did not stream Storytime on Monday, but I was planning on streaming that on Friday. But damn it, if y'all say play Fortnite again, I'll play Fortnite again. Yeah, I like I don't play Fortnite, any of that stuff, but I'll tell you what. Uh, I wasn't able to make it last weekend. I was out of town, but if you guys play that i'll certainly get in the chat with you chit chat laugh and drink my own as well too and i'm here for that you guys having a good time with it it's pretty awesome that you guys did that and i'm, I'm glad that uh uh it was a good time for y'all because you know I, i'm just here for that enjoyment for everybody to get together and do that so that's awesome it was a lot of fucking fun it's great that's uh great. another uh, uh update here next wednesday there will not be a proper show of bnb uh but we will be doing community night mario kart so Mo Mario Kart, uh, we're going to hop on there, r- uh, race some of them new tracks. We're going to check those out. You don't have to buy them because I already bought them. So you can just hop in and we'll all play them together and you don't got to buy them. There you go. And if you, haven't, if you haven't played Mario Kart with us before, it's a wild-ass time as oh well, too. Boy, so please, man. on 420 nonetheless, on we'll, be, we'll be gaming up on some uh, Mario Kart. So be there. So. I may or may not be having an edible and doing some drinking. There you go. Night. That's half the, I'm going to try and we're get that special beer that day. We're going to celebrate 420 properly. With some fucking Mario Kart and edibles. 
Yeah, there you go. But um, also, lastly, just another reminder too. Um, you know, we're gonna keep talking about. It, we're gonna keep talking about it till we go blue in the face. Don't forget on May the fourth. May the fourth be with you. We will be streaming live from none other than Coy's Comics here locally, talking about Free Comic Book Day, May seventh. If you're not even in this area, but you got a comic book shop near you, please get in there, get some free comics, go buy some comics from there, take your yeah, kids in there if you got kids, comic book buy some action figures, just support your local comic book store. We're excited to do that. Team up with Stephen Brandy. It's going to be a good time. And then uh, he will also you know, probably talk about the hype for Doctor Strange as well, too. So. Abaco says, what about Revenge of the Fifth? That's uh, will be a Doctor Strange. It will be a Doctor Yeah, that's going to be yeah, some madness going on, I'm going to say. We'll so, be a Doctor Strange for that one. That's right. And, yes, um, with Fortnite being on a Friday night and doing community night, we've talked about kind of like doing some community nights more on Fridays. Uh, that's probably going to be a good game that'll be good to get sweaty and have some uh, fun with as well, I too, wish so. you could do private lobbies in Fortnite. I don't know if you can do that or not. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can. You know, I mean, I think you just rotate people, and if they want to play at the very yeah. least, you know. It'd and be then, dope, though, to get like a private lobby know, with like 20, 30 people doing Battle Royale. Right, and we got a core group of people that we do play games with, so like even if you don't, you're not in the match, you want to stay in the chat and have some fun, you know, fuck it, right? Yeah, we'll have a good time. We'll so good time. Friday night, we'll let y'all know. Ultima Free Servers. <laughs> little guy knows how to uh, Oh, really? Oh, uh, 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 Tricky says Little Man knows how to do it. We'll have to hit him up on that and see if we can get our community in VR there mode. Go shit that'd be fucking sweet I'm nuts but uh yeah that's gonna do it for tonight's show again share like subscribe thumbs up yeah comments uh send those reviews on itunes and spotify seriously you have no idea how fucking much those help so we really appreciate you uh helping us out there but mostly thank you for tuning in for another episode of banter mm-hmm. and babble had a great time tonight you guys brought the heat the chat was rocking and we appreciate you guys and gals very much make sure you check out the bnb merch shop we have hats there's hats in there now. We have baseball caps, there's snapback caps, and there's trucker caps. Beanies. And beanies. Beanies. Tone wants a beanie. Beanies, beanies, beanies. But that's going to do it for tonight's stream. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Don't forget, in about an 57 minutes, the movie X will be available on VOD. So make sure you uh, check out X this weekend if you haven't already. Totally fucking sweet. But uh, for Fanboy Tone, I'm the dude 79. Hope everyone has a great weekend. If not, we will see you Friday night. For more Fortnite or story time with the dude depends. Probably gonna be Fortnite. Probably gonna be Fortnite because I want to get drunk. There you I'm go. Get drunk playing Fortnite. So there you go. We'll see you guys then. Have a great night. <laughs>